Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Talk, episode 61. I am Stat, as always, alongside my gorgeous co-host, Mr. Seth and Mr. Tyler. Cam is running a bit late. He will join us, hopefully, within the next 10 minutes. We have a pretty packed episode for you guys today. We got two new releases we want to talk about, The Marvels and David Fincher's The Killer. Um, Cam and I will touch on the Loki finale as well as uh, just kind of give you uh, quick thoughts on episodes one and two of Invincible. We're not going to really go into that too deep. We're going to save our like real spoilery thoughts for when the entire season is out and when, you know, the episode post finale, just like we're going to do today with Loki. Um, we got some trailers we want to talk about. We got some movie news we want to talk about. We're going to talk about our favorite fight scenes in movies because obviously if you've seen The Killer, you know that there's, you know, maybe the best fight scene of the year in that uh, in that movie, maybe the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, big episode for you guys today. So let's just get right into it. Gentlemen, how have we been? Tyler, how was the week? Been a solid week. Um, pretty standard for most things work-wise. Yesterday, Riley and I went to an aquarium so i saw i saw that, that on riley's fun. story yeah that's it was cool. uh it was pretty 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 nice pretty okay it's uh there's this one part of the aquarium that was like pretty dope it was like the, they said it, they said it was the only place in like america that has this it wasn't like anything special but it was like we went into like this room like i don't know i feel like most zoos or aquariums have like little theaters where they just like show like little like informational videos or whatever so there's a little like movie theater in there so we just like went in there and like sat down We're like we don't know what this is but whatever we'll check it out and then this dude's like welcome to like this ride like you're gonna be on it for 20 minutes and then you'll be off and then we're like what the hell do we just like get into it was just like a movie it wasn't like an actual ride but like it was like a rotating platform that like there's basically like six different like stops and it just like rotate the whole platform to like different like up close like big tanks that would just like immerse you like right in the middle of like a shark and then like shark tank and then like you'll like just rotates you to this next aquarium tank and then it's like sea lions and stuff and it's just like pretty dope honestly like basically just nice chill way because like zoos and aquariums you're like walking around all day so like it's kind of nice to just be like just go sit down and then it just like rotates you around a bunch of different things um so it was overall a solid day um just kind of hung out in scottsdale did some other fun things and other than that the week was pretty standard and uh, today is going to be a big college football and work on stuff day. It's a big work weekend, catching up on stuff. So, yeah, pretty standard overall. Very nice. Seth, how you doing, man? I'm good. I uh, had a really – I mentioned to you guys last week I was going to Leeds Film Festival to see uh, Monster and Anatomy of Fall. Uh, if you saw my stories, you know, I didn't go because – well, I got there. They didn't have, they didn't have my press pass ready. Um, and then it took ages that I missed that had to be before. And I was like, right, I'm not staying in Leeds for five fucking hours because that's ridiculous to run at screening. So that was really annoying. Got some more tickets sorted. I'm going to see um, the holdovers with Paul Giamatti next week, which I've been hearing really, really good stuff about. Because we don't get that until like it's a Christmas film, isn't it? It's a Christmas film. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't get that until like end of January. It's pretty good. I've got it next week. Uh, Watched a few films. Pretty like really just busy work week. Uh, like I mentioned to to, to to you guys, I've had some more responsibilities and stuff. So just really, really crazy busy. Um, but that's about it. Just pretty standard this week. Nothing special. I feel like, yeah, this, I feel like our group chat was a little more silent this week in terms of like personal stuff. I feel like everyone was just kind of locked into work. Not really much going on. Oh, and- 
I am going to say this. Soon, me and Anna are going to book to travel somewhere from a film. New York. Get where? What? New York. No, it's like it's close. It's close. Damn. Is what it film? in the UK? Uh, no. Okay, so it's further than the UK, but closer than America. Indiana. <laughs> no. um, I'm going to guess Vienna for before sunrise. Final answer, locking it in. Vienna. Isn't Vienna, Austri- Austria, where like the before sunrise yeah, takes place? I've been there, actually. Yeah, it is. It is in You're going to see a new release? No, well, I'll just tell you because you're not going to fucking get it. I'm going to... Um... I'm going to the well. Hopefully, we're going to book this weekend. Going to the island of Inisherin, like the actual island. Oh, I was going to oh, guess that. Nice. You can visit. Like the guy actually owns the pub there, and you can like go and have a drink in the bar. You can go to all the sites and stuff like that. And, like you know, like, the little house on the beach kind of thing. The one that got burned uh, down. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we're, I think we're going to try and visit that. I hope you're going to go burn place. it down. <laughs> yeah. that'd, that'd be kind of wild. No, I hope the tourist attractions like walk into the pub and it's like, we'll cut off your finger. Like, <laughs> stick your finger here to be like Colin from the movie. Is there a place to watch the movie while you're there? Or you're just going for the attractions? I don't know. Maybe. Like, because there's a little town next to it. Maybe. That'd be cool. Like, there's got to be like... one movie theater that just shows that movie on repeat all day. Whilst you're there, imagine like outside. That'd be crazy. Although, That'd be fucking cold, actually. But like, some cool. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it's. Um, I think we're gonna try and book that in for the next couple months or so. Well, that's fun. Book a trip to New York now. I don't care about New York, man. You know, I don't. Yeah, but I'm here. I go to London all the time. <laughs> that is New York. We've discussed this. Oh, stop! 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 Very different cities. Cam, how are How's you? How's it going? Good. I'm tired. Uh, Always. I, uh, I'm exhausted. Easy week. No complaints. Got a. Got like two shots the other day, like flu shot, um, and got got the COVID shot. Um, you know, we got got the sun, gotta get shots and everything. So yesterday was just hell. It was just like the worst day ever. It, you know how if you get like the flu shot, you're achy the next day because like your body's fighting it. Right? Yeah, 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 you guys yeah. not get that because no, I get it. I get Emma it. and I were just screwed. I I like I don't personally feel i get sick maybe emma has a different opinion so i don't normally get shots so I, i'm not like used to this um but it was just like the worst day ever like just achy and the whole time i'm like but feel a lot better today um i did completely forget at like 9 30 today emma is going to a doctor's appointment so i've got bailey today so i'll be in and out just just for year three's uh purposes but we'll try to put him in here and see if he enjoys that enough um Good week. Otherwise, been grinding Harry Potter. I've been like an iPad kid this week. I'm sure Emma is not a not a fan of that, but um, it's been it's been a good week. Work's been good. Um, working long hours, but uh, yesterday I left a little early just because I was a little sick. Like I said, um, nothing crazy really going on at all. I just just kind of going through going through the days, um, but hopefully. It's gonna kick off and get get a little crazier towards like Thanksgiving and Christmas time because uh, all the family likes to see the kid and stuff like that. So it's just just got to get ready, got to get mentally prepared for that for all the family that we're gonna have to see and everything. But otherwise, good, good. Are you and Emma gonna start hosting holidays? Hell no. Um, <laughs> I offered, I offered, and uh, 
And uh, Emma said no because, like, Emma, she's not wrong. She she would do the cooking. I would try to help. I'm just not good at cooking, all right? I would try to help. Um, I, I like to think I wouldn't be, like, the asshole guy who's, like, sitting on the couch watching football. I'd have it on. But I would try to help. I'm, I just can't cook for the life of me. I make a mean steak, and that's about it. Um, and so I, I offered and, and got shot down pretty much immediately. But one day, maybe, maybe. Fair, fair. My week was fine. I guess just like yours, just fairly not boring, just nothing much going on outside of work, really. Um, got to see the Marvels. That was really like my only out of the house moment this week. I didn't really go out, didn't really do much, just kind of work and relaxed all week, caught up on some um, some movies on my watch list that I wanted to watch, which we'll go over in a second. Um, but yeah, fairly standard, um, busier week at work. So I was just working a little later than usual this week. So tired by the end of the day, didn't really have the motivation to do much. Um, but yeah, like Cam said, hopefully that, hopefully that changes up a bit as the holidays come around, get a little busier, get a little more active. Um, but yeah, um, let's go through what we've been watching because I know we want to jump into our, our review. I'm sure the killer review will take up a good chunk of our time. So Seth. What have you been watching lately? <laughs> not much. Not much this week. Uh, well, for me, anyway. I watched The Boogeyman, which was the the one on well Disney Plus or Hulu for you guys. Very mediocre, standard horror. The remake, right? Is it a remake? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the like woman that... I, I don't know. I feel like the story's been done before. At least. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure the woman... I thought that... it was the only... Because I know it's a Stephen King adaptation. I didn't know if it was a first one. Or maybe it was. Uh, yeah, very just boring. Dull. David Dasmalchin appearance. I wish he was in it more. He was creepy, and then like he's he in it for like three minutes once again. I guess yeah, his schedule's so busy that's all he can give to these movies this year. But yeah, um, I watched uh, Hypnotic, Robert Rodriguez's new film. Oh, I yeah, know. I saw that. So I like. Yeah. I'm a defender of Robert Rodriguez usually. Well, not all his films, but usually. And I think that was like it's the second, my second lowest of the year as of right now. Like it was really 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 bad um what's your lowest right now uh exorcist believer actually uh, oh, didn't you just feel like hypnotic was like <laughs> four other movies just like pieced it together was, they it was like like, like it, they, they tried to make the ending like almost like interstellar with the whole like, like time loop stuff i was like well, this is like just like pulling everything Inception, from, like, it was like so crazy derivative it's unbelievable and it was just such a bore as well like i was so bored watching it wasn't even like dumb and fun it was just terrible uh watched the towel which obviously reviewed watched uh how to have sex people had fun in the comments with that you know as as, as the maturity of my followers goes but that was great that's, I think that's a, like in my top 10 of the year so far i'm not sure when uh, you guys get it in the u.s but like, that's like a must watch in my opinion um really, really great especially on british culture and, and, and consent and, and peer pressure and stuff like that uh re-watched prison basketball yesterday yeah, um, I won't touch it too much, but I moved it over to a five star. Yeah, so, I was that was gonna ask that that has not always been a five star for you, right? No, it was a uh, okay. I don't know why it wasn't a five because I knew I loved it, but it's been like a year and I was like, oh, I'll just put it 4.5 for now. But then I watched it, I was like, this is I love this show, movie bad. Um, it's so good. Uh, and then the Marvels, which obviously we will we will discuss. Uh, was that was that a five star for you too? No, four and a half. Ah, that's what I figured. Tyler, what have you been watching? Yeah, I've been watching a few things this week. Um, 
watched the Sylvester Stallone documentary that came out on Netflix, Sly. Pretty pretty interesting stuff. Um, just like kind of cool, like seeing how like Rocky came to be and how his whole career kind of unfolded, and obviously how he's just such like, a crazy guy who's sacrificed his body a million times for movies and just pushes things probably too far. But he's just all he like. It just seems like all he cares about in life is. I mean, what she admits in the in the movie is like just making movies, and he like doesn't really dedicate a ton of time to his family. And he's always like, "I wish I would spend more time with my family," but like, film his life, you know. <laughs> um, watched Freelance, new release with John Cena and uh, Allison Brie, and it's about exactly what you'd expect it to be. Pretty bad. Watched uh, the Eras Tour movie, which obviously is just like Taylor Swift concert. Um, solid. Like I was just like I was working on stuff i was like you know i just want to like listen to some music but like might as well knock off a new release while i'm at it so just like because you're basically just listening to music all the time it's nothing really much more than that um watch that butcher's crossing film that they like try to like get on their hands and knees and beg every film talker to review for like two nickels um but didn't do it for any like reason other than just like watching it as like a movie um it was fine it was like honestly better than i expected but still like a three out of five um nick cage is like barely nick cage in it which is fine like seeing more restrained refrained performances from him is cool but like why are you casting nick cage at that point if you're just gonna have him be like a normal dude i feel like you kind of hire him specifically to be like give you at least one or two good outbursts um started to slowly watch more sophia coppola films after priscilla because i really enjoyed priscilla so i started with the bling ring just because i saw it on netflix one night i was like oh might as well watch this um, I know it's like one of her lowest films for most people, but I still enjoyed it. So if this is like the one that a lot of people like dislike the most, then surely in for some good treats here. So I gave it a three star. Watch Nyad because I saw a lot of people reviewing that new release this year. Um, Netflix movie, similar kind of like to The Swimmers last year that Cam and I watched. It's another like movie heavily based on swimming. It's a true story that's like an incredible thing from our history of a woman who just tried to swim from Cuba to america which is like a hundred mile swim took like 70 hours straight and she did it when she was like 65 years old so crazy just 72 hours straight of swimming like no one's allowed to touch you like you're just in the water the entire time like with sharks and jellyfish and all that just insane i was watching it while i was working out so it was like whatever i'm doing right now is a lot easier than this so it was a nice nice watch while you're working out just kind of be like yeah at least i'm not you know doing that um Let's see what else. Watch Foe, that new like Paul Mescal Sersha Ronan movie. Yeah. Um, it's based off a book, so like can't it's not like derivative or anything because I like, guess you know it's based off a book. It's not copying other movies, I guess, but still like it's literally like Beyond the Sea episode from Black Mirror, the one with Aaron Paul and uh, Josh Hartnett. So it's like they they had to be pissed when that came out this year because like shit, this is like our exact movie, um, and the director was like definitely really horny for both Paul Mescal and Sersha Ronan because like so many like so many just shots where i'm just like this dude's just like really likes likes looking at their bodies um but it it was very very meh at best and even like paul mescal i really love i like he had like one cool monologue in this but there's honestly a lot of moments in this where i was like i don't know if i'm like loving this performance from you so uh but nothing's ever Sersha ronan's fault so never gonna blame her um then watch fingernails which I just wrote up the review on Letterboxd just like this morning. Um, I was wondering why like a new Apple TV Plus movie that has Jesse Buckley, Riz Ahmed, Jeremy Allen White, Annie Murphy, and Luke Wilson, like a stacked cast. I was like, why is no one talking about this? It just came out on Apple TV Plus, but I don't see anyone watching it. I saw that the other day and I was like, what the fuck is this? I haven't even right, like, like heard stacked of it. cast. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. But it was very 
very okay. Like it's just like kind of like a dystopian futuristic movie about like getting your matchmaking, finding love. The way they do it is by yanking out your fingertips and like doing like DNA analysis on it. And I'm like, they, they never show it on camera, but still, it's like it made me like cringe more than any Saw movie. Like just seeing like, like they never actually showed on camera, but you see like the people's face and you just hear like a sound effect of a dude like just yanking someone's fingernail off. I'm like, oh god. Is there just is there no better way to get the DNA than yanking someone's fingernail off? <laughs> but I guess love hurts, man. Love is pain. But uh, yeah, then of course, obviously, watch the Marvels and the Killer for prepping for uh, this episode today. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. Cam, anything other than Harry Potter? Uh, yeah, I watched Across the Spider Verse this week. Um, started my week with that because it got put on Netflix. And I'm like, this banger. Uh, it still hits. Um, Harry Potter, which I won't dive into because we're doing a Harry Potter episode. Uh, recording <laughs> that tomorrow. I have a. I got a surprise for y'all for tomorrow. But oh, God. Uh, the people of Real Talk won't see that till Thanksgiving weekend, the twenty seventh. I hope yeah. it's you like dressing up as Hermione and Goblet of Fire. Um, be pretty cool. You know when she walks on the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, the killer. I'm like 20 minutes left. I tried grinding it uh, last night. I fell asleep while watching it last night uh, just because it got so late, and then I tried getting up early and watching it. Uh, this morning but uh didn't get up early enough um so i have like 20 minutes left in the killer i almost considered watching it at 1.5 times uh, <laughs> speed just to just to say i got no there, 20 minutes no. Left wasn't that bad. i guess they'll have some sort of discussion uh... about it unless there's some crazy twist in there um the marvels <clears throat> invincible loki i don't know if those are on the rundown george but we can talk those they are um Definitely got to talk the Loki. Boys, I think was last week. Did we talk that? Maybe we. Or, sorry, not the boys. Gen V. Gen v. I haven't watched Gen V yet. Oh, I know. Really? I know. I was. I was all over though. I was behind on Loki. I was behind on Invincible. I'm behind on Gen V. I, I like haven't been up to speed I'm, on. I'm any just gonna of these. get the, We're we're behind and we're not the resident Gen V podcast. I'm the. I, I believe I'm the only one that's watched it. Gen V is good. It's very good. It's it's a really really good show. It doesn't have the the Homelander factor like where Anthony Starr is delivering a absurdly like Oscar worthy performance as Homelander, and he's just batshit insane. Like I like the characters, but they don't have a Homelander. They don't have a Billy Butcher who you just like absolutely love. And I think that um, and I think that is a uh, weak point of the show and like it, I, I wasn't super pulled towards it i didn't watch it until the season finale um i watched like the first two three episodes and then i caught up right before the finale um then i didn't end up watching the finale until like just last not as good as the male what what's the, the timeline boys. on gen v like does it run parallel it's, it's right after season three and then season four of the boys will pick up like one day at, or like two yeah, days okay. after also so it was the, like a prequel or something no yeah. the final episode the final episode uh like runs into the the uh boys season four and then the boys season four will run right into season two of jet the stories overlap i thought it was completely separate interesting well i mean it's in the universe but the stories like yeah it's 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 like a connected it's uh you don't have to watch gen v to understand what's going on in the boys um but, but do you I have to watch the boys? Will, yeah, I assume. Okay, wait. No, I don't think you have to watch either, but I think it benefits you it to helps, watch yeah. both. Yeah, like I, I don't think you have to, but I think it benefits. Um, that's my one complaint with Gen V, though, is that it doesn't have like that X factor that is like Homelander or Billy Butcher um, or even like 
Actually, Soldier Boy is in Gen V. There's a spoiler, George. Soldier um, Boy. Damn it. But uh, yeah, I thought you were saying like Soldier Boy. That. Wait, Soldier Boy. Um, no, 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 other no. than that, I did no, forget this. For yesterday, no, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> yesterday, uh, yesterday was my mom's birthday. Shout out my mom. Oh, happy birthday! She's, she's, in, she's in Texas, so I figured I should I should say that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what I've been watching. I'm sure there's maybe something else, and that I forgot. Some some baby oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, probably. Just a, um, lot of, a lot of Bluey. Bluey's great. Bluey's <laughs> awesome. You gotta watch Bluey. Start logging these on Letterboxd. Bluey's not. It's a TV show. It's, oh, it's like shit. it's like seven minute episodes. Um, um, it's like seven minutes each episode. It's it's very very quick. All right. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, kind of a big coming of age week. Um, I rewatched Sunshine because that's going to be our uh, real quick review this week. Um, so anyone listening, if you want to be a part of that review, watch Sunshine, one of my favorites. Um, I watched The Wandering Earth 2, which is a, a release from this year. It's a Chinese my movie. God loves those films. Dude, the Chinese blockbusters. He tells, he, he tells there's a new one coming out this year, and he's like, oh, we have to go and see it. I've not seen any of them. The, you, you should watch The Wandering Earth 1 uh, and yeah. 2. They're, they're both just, you know, conceptually grand. The scope is insane. Um, the Wandering Earth 2 is like, in scale, probably the biggest blockbuster this year. Um, and it's, it's huge, don't they? It's yeah. huge, and it only has three and a half thousand logs on Letterbox, which is crazy because yeah. the movie. I thought the movie was fantastic. I know um, James, you know Nalbus. He like, yeah, yeah, he's the one that he's the one that recommended me the Wandering yeah, Earth yeah, yeah, one, yeah. and then I had seen the Wandering Earth one like I don't know a couple weeks, like a month or two ago. Yeah, and then. This was when was this last Sunday? I was sitting and I was like, I don't know what to watch. And I was like, okay, let me do The Wandering Earth 2. And one of those movies where I was like, damn, I really wish I had seen this like just on the biggest screen possible. It was nuts. They're really interesting films because they always have low ratings. But the issue with that is most of the low ratings are from Americans giving it low stars for propaganda. Yeah, says, all of the comments, dude, on my TikTok, where I'm not watching this Chinese propaganda movie. I'm like, dude, it's about moving what the do you earth. Think? They'll watch like Saving Private Ryan or Forrest Gump. And be like, oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Do you know what I mean? It's the same like, shit. <laughs> Every nation does it. Man. I know. Like, it's absurd. Um, Cinema Paradiso finally watched finally. it. Jesus finally. Christ, that one took a while. Um, but I loved it. I, I truly, truly, truly loved and adored this movie. Um, uh same day that this one day i watched cinnamon paradiso are you there god it's me margaret and the fablemans so it was a big coming of age day um fablemans like I really, first fablemans watch first fablemans watch yeah you think? i liked it a lot four and a half uh, i thought it was really really um just sweet and adorable but it was also kind of like a little bit of a darker coming of age story this is a um, pro fablemans podcast we like fablemans. Next, yeah I, unless your name I is seth I yeah. like it. It's a three star. It's positive. Yeah, that's, that's positive. Awful. That's, that's positive. Ter terrible. <laughs> um, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I really oh, like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that one was really good. That one um, sits fairly highly on my 2023 ranking. I think I have it at, like, in the top 15 right now. Um, so I really enjoyed that one. I watched Shin Godzilla. 
Um, oh shit, that looks so good. Okay. Yeah, another one that um, Nalbus or James um, he didn't recommend to me, but I saw he was on a big uh, Godzilla through, kick. Like, every single, every single like, one, even though like, the ones I didn't even know existed. Yeah, they, they, like, there was like forty of them. Or something. There's a ton. Yeah, but Shin Godzilla. This this was like the first movie of the Godzilla series prior to like Godzilla and Kong that we know yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to make my way through that um, series. But no, I really like Shin Godzilla. Um, way more of a political satire than than like a Godzilla movie. So I, I think that's going to be a big hit or miss what, for, for a lot of people. Fucking amazing. The one that comes out in like December? Yeah, like, I have no idea, but I need no, to watch I mean, it. Godzilla minus one. one. Yeah, you minus know, one. That looks so good. Cool. And then also, yeah. like, we're getting like a... That, George, did you get you got screeners for the first two episodes? Yeah, of that, the of, TV um, show. Of a lot that of Monarchs content. show. Yeah, a lot of Godzilla okay. content. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not I, I I'm not like, allowed to talk I, about I, that. I like a good Godzilla content. Yeah, I, I yeah, first two episodes of that show were good. Um, the town, which obviously we posted a review a couple days ago, so if you haven't seen that review, go watch it. Um, again, Seth, more. What'd you give the town? Sorry, sorry, I I didn't. Uh, uh, three, three and a half. half. Ah, boo. Yes, that's that's really really a good score, bro. What are we talking uh, about? Stop it. Big buzzkill dude out here. The town score. is so good, but town every is comment, so good. Every comment I got on my like letterbox review was this is not a four and a half, <laughs> fuck you, or something like that. I was like, all right, man. I, like I didn't comment that. It's a guy on me. It's a up. it's a four and a half. Um I watched Almost Famous, which I just fell in love with, like immediately. One of my favorite coming of age movies ever. Um, the Midvils, um, which we'll talk about on this podcast, rewatched Francis Ha and Seth. Finally watched The Last Duel last night. Oh um, shit! What do you think? Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it. Very, just not what I expected with like its three act structure and you know different perspectives. Um, but no, I really, really liked it a lot. Um, give it a four out of five stars. What did you think of uh, Ben Affleck? Like, it's shit so dude. Funny. He it's so funny because like all the promotional content, all of like the posters, he looks like this like badass figure, but he's just like a clown. Yeah, he's really odd. He, I didn't expect it at all. It's yeah, crazy. he's just like a fucking jokester the entire movie, and I'm like, all the every single promotional content was like a straight face picture of Ben Affleck, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna be a hard ass this crazy movie. Crazy villain, or something. Which he was a crazy villain, but yeah, like way. in a weird, but yeah, but he was also just like really quirky and just not what I expected. I really liked Matt Damon though in this role. I did. Um, I like Matt Damon a lot. Yeah, and then Jodie Comer was the absolute standout. She Jesus was just God, a revelation in this movie. Um, I don't know if she got nominated at the Oscars, but if she didn't, that's stupid. I think it really like did crazy badly. I think the box office. Like, it really did terribly in the box office. Yeah, um, yeah. It literally made like ten bucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about what I watched. Not not much. Um, been kind of at a steady one or two movies a day pace um but yeah let's get into you know we got a couple of reviews like we said we're going to talk about the marvels we're going to talk about the killer um and then uh, cam and i will touch on the loki finale as well as invincible episodes one and two um or just episode two honestly cam i don't know if you touched on episode one last week but if you did i i didn't talk it i think we kind of uh went through it but yeah we just kind of brushed over it but all right, we'll catch up a little bit. Um, we'll start with the Marvels because I think that'll be our shortest of the hey, two. Um, yeah, yeah, George. Yeah. I threw, a, I threw a note on the – I know we have it in news, but I feel like we should probably start 
with the actor strike just real quick. I threw oh, yeah. That in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could start with the actor strike. Um, I was going to say that until later when we were doing news. But yeah, um, Thag actor strike is over. I just have a couple of notes and then you guys could add uh, anything you want. Um, so one, congratulations to the writers, the actors. Thank you to everyone that was out on the picket lines doing their thing. Um, 118 days, I believe. Someone fact-checked me on that. Around 118-day strike, which is the longest um, writers, actors strike in Hollywood history. Um, their new deal is valued at a billion dollars, which includes um, all of the following, a streaming participation bonus, above pattern minimum compensation increases, substantial increases for pension and health caps, pay increases for background actors, contract provisions protecting diverse communities, major provisions for consent and compensation for AI, um, and now that the strike is over, obviously we're seeing a lot of more promotional content going around. Um, a lot of movies such as Beyond the Spider-Verse will get back to, um, you know, get back to their regular scheduled filming, I guess. Um, so again, congrats to all that. Anything you guys want to add? You could. No, glad, glad it's over. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, sounds like the big thing was they, because obviously in like a negotiation, you're not going to get everything. Sounds like... AI was what they held super firm on. So as a result, I don't, they didn't get much from the streaming residuals side of things. They're just getting like a lump sum bonus every year that I guess they got to like sag after we'll have to split amongst the actors on streaming services, but they don't get residuals or anything like super crazy from like streaming services. It's kind of just more like a little bump in what they used to get, but it sounds like AI was the number one thing they were, they were focused against. The thing I'm worried about though, is that, I don't know, like, I know in the past, like we get a strike and then it kind of works out for a while, but these deals last three years and I just have a strong feeling in three years from now, they're not going to agree on things. And like the studio is going to push for more AI stuff or the actors are going to push for more residuals type stuff. And I just feel like, I don't know, I'd be stunned if in three years from now, we're not, we're going to have, I feel like it's going to be another strike. Like I'd be shocked if it's not, but hopefully there's not, hopefully we're good for a while, but um, shout out to everyone getting the deal done. And then now we can, see movies being made again and warner brothers will hopefully stop being so stupid with everything but that probably won't change it's not too late to release dune 2 <laughs> it's not too late can still get it I, out by the end i of the feel year. like if they put it out like next week just said hey we're releasing this it would make a billion dollars i think it's still just i, I yeah i think it'll still i don't think they can billion it would make a billion it would make about as much as it would have otherwise if it yeah rarely, like a rarely anything's making a billion these days uh, but i'm stupid i don't know like i don't know how much press tours actually impact things but i personally feel like they just don't I don't think yeah I don't think so either like who watches a press tour or like I don't know. yeah I said this I don't I don't get it so like it, it makes uh, people like us on film Twitter hype but like the average no. person is, is like, it it doesn't make me hype. Yeah, yeah, I, guess I, I don't I don't get hype but like I see they're there and sometimes I'm like oh all I need is a trailer. I don't need like an interview and shit. I, don't really I think press tours help like non-blockbusters. So I think like maybe Killers of the Flower Moon, like more people might have saw it. They saw like yeah, Leo, like talking about it. But stuff like Dune, yeah, like people true. are either seeing it or they're not. Even with the first one, I'm not even saying it because it's a sequel. Like Dune one, like people are gonna see a trailer once, like a, during like a football game or something. And they'll, be, they'll either be like, yeah, I want to see that or not. They're not gonna like see Timothy Chalamet talk about like Paul Atreides and be like, yeah. now I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I agree. I don't know what like the, I I I them promoting it on social media does it a lot more. I would assume than like a press tour. Right. Like who watches uh, Jimmy Fallon and stuff anymore? Like because I feel like that's what press tours are basically. It's just late night shows. Yeah, do like, people even watch that? I don't. The, the I don't think anyone under forty. Only I've time I watch late night shows is if a clip comes up on my recommended on the YouTube. The fucking annoying thing. And sorry, now we're on a tangent. The fucking <laughs> annoying thing about Jimmy Fallon and and everyone is they're so staged. It's so staged, and it's like mm-hmm. they spin that wheel. That he has that wheel of like you're gonna sing this song, but as if you were like Marshmallow or as if you were like Ariana Grande or whatever. And it's always fucking staged. The wheel is. It's they did not pull this shit off right on <laughs> random. Like they know what song's coming. They know what. <laughs> Fuck you. Jim well, and now. like every interview question ever is like <laughs> something that's been pre-screened and like. Like they don't just hit him with a curveball live on it. Yeah. Cam's baby's gonna grow like, up. Oh. Or saying left and right because his dad is just sitting there screaming fuck in his face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right, let's get on to our reviews. We'll start with the Marvels. I'm sure it'll be a quick review, pretty much just, you know, bland no, thoughts. No, no, Cam, we'll, okay, we'll start with you, Cam, and we'll, we'll. They should save the MCU. Stop, stop. We'll we'll go into the spoilers because I know there's one bit that you very particularly want to talk about. Um, but can just start with your overall thoughts on the Marvels? That just wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, I think like I this had this. Hmm, so I have just be mean. Just be mean for uh, once. I, 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 I'm I'm never mean. Um, I have this and Quantumania at the same, like 2.5 out of 5, this a little higher than Quantumania. I think this made me hate Quantumania more because I did like this a lot more than Quantumania, but I still think it stinks. Um, and it, it is not the fault in any way of Brie Larson, Tiana Paris, or uh, uh, Iman Vellani. They are so awesome. Quite the movie. opposite. I think. Yeah, it's quite, It's almost the opposite. And I, I, I think it's like the opposite of Quantumania, where Quantumania had a great villain and the rest of the movie sucked. This had a shit villain and a lot of the movie sucked, but great lead act, like lead heroes. I didn't give a shit about Paul Rudd or... or uh, Catherine Langford, which is crazy, by the way. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Um, uh, And and people are gonna say like, "Oh, Marvel's woke." This movie is probably like the least woke Marvel movie I feel like we've gotten in a long while. It just happens to have three lead women. Uh, four yeah i can't think like like there's nothing woke woke about there's girls in it like yeah exactly that's the only thing that's woke about this movie is that there are girls in it (laughs) because like i i saw so much that like you know marvel's gone woke it's the like this this and this like Like that letterbox review of the letterbox comments on that review (laughs) i uh oh my god also okay i'm gonna start now actually on the on the review uh, the, the leads were great. The villains sucked. The writing sucked. Uh, CGI is bland throughout and it just doesn't look that great. Um, it looks okay in parts and then, um, stinks in parts, which just sucks. It should not, we should not be at the point where like, we're like, this looks okay at parts. Like, what are we doing? Um, and then also, my, you know what my favorite genre of, uh, of sequels is? a sequel that had like 10 minutes of flashbacks just just to show what happened in the first first movie and the TV show that set it up and everything else. I was sitting there and I'm like, you fucking idiots. Like, what are we doing right now? There's like 10 minutes of WandaVision flashbacks to when uh, uh, 
Tiana Paris's character, shit, Monica Rambeau's mo- mom died. And then also like Captain Marvel flashbacks like that Brie Larson's having. And like they kind of work it into the story and that's fine. But just like give some respect to your viewers. And I know you have to make it so that like the average viewer can go see it. Marvel, the average viewer is not going to see your movies anymore. You're either in. The, I, I know you are, Seth, but like you do it for this pod. You're not an average viewer. True, true, like true. It, they're just not watching. You got to just give your audience some ounce of respect that they know what's going on in this movie. And I don't even think they did it super like poorly because you do have to watch two TV shows and a movie to be like fully caught up with this. They luckily didn't like, I don't think they did it horribly with Amon Vellani's Ms. Marvel character. I actually think they did it well because it starts off and she's like doing her comic books and there's writing flying all over, which is like one of the best parts of Miss Marvel. And then they just got away from that. Like after four episodes or whatever it was um just do that and then move on like you show what this character is move on now i don't know it's just like there was so much exposition in this damn thing because they have to explain everything now so that the average person understands um but it saved cinema scorsese was wrong the mcu is back um go marvel yeah i got plenty more to say but y'all can go now Mm. I love hearing Cam get all riled up about Marvel. 52 out of 100. 52 out of 100. All of that ran for a 52. That's still pretty high. He can't go low in that. He can't. I mean, I mean, like, it's I'm an idiot where I'm like, I had a fine time with it. Um, but I I don't want 52 out of 100s anymore. And I don't think it's, again, it's not as bad as Quantumania. It's not as bad as Thor the Dark World, in my opinion. It's not as bad. No. As, I am anti-Iron Man 3. I think I'm the only one in the world. You're lost. Um, yeah, I and I'm, like, I'm, I, I'm with you, Cam. I adore you. Tony Stark and and Robert Downey with my whole heart, but I don't think Iron Man three is very good. It's not as bad as that, in my opinion. Not as bad as, and eh, might be as bad as the Incredible Hulk. I, I forget where I have that, but like those movies, I still think stink. Um, but may, so maybe I just need to lower those. But that's where I'm. Oh, God. Seth, let's hear let's hear the non MCU man's review of Miss of the Marvels. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't. I thought I'd hate it. I didn't hate it. Like I think it was, I think Quantumania was far worse. Um, much, much worse. But I think the issue with this film is that I'm dead serious when I think I say this could have been a half a star if it wasn't for the the relationships of the of the of the core three of the main three, because they actually are like likable. I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand the constant hate for for. Um, Captain Marvel and Brie Larson. Like, I don't understand it. I think this is a pro Brie Larson pod. I like like Brie Larson. Larson. I think she's she's cool. I think um what's her name? Iman Villani? Is that her name? Villani? I think she like this is the thing. Like, I think it works because they're they're charismatic, they have this kind of three relationship. And I think when it actually goes into that and when that when they're conversing and when they're going into their backgrounds, it, it works, but I think the rest of this film is fucking dog shit. Like it's so bad in terms of villain exchanges, horrendous. By the way, that fucking uh Zoroastrian, whatever the fucking name is, you know, the main villain, she's one of the main characters in one of my favorite ever sitcoms. So that hurt that they did a lot like that. <laughs> Terrible. Also, here's a fun fact. She's married she's to, uh, to Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, married yeah. to Tom Hiddleston. Um 
I think one that, of the worst villains the MCU's had. Yeah, I, I think Whiplash is worse. I think he's like the bottom, bottom, mm-hmm. bottom tier. Oh, you never saw. Um, obviously, you never saw Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Flag uh, Smashers, without a doubt, the worst villains in the MCU. That, no. that was bad. But Whiplash had like a really great actor, Mickey Rourke. Mickey yeah. Rourke. So it's like that's you know what I mean. The difference. Uh, but yeah, I think it was really honestly quite ugly most of the time visually speaking which isn't you know out of the north the mcu now it's crazy how like the mcu films looked better like 10 years ago than they do now dude guardians of the, of the galaxy looked great first one idiot. yeah like, no, i, I think like even like sorry number three like i'll, I'll say one thing i don't think that thor one looked that bad in comparison to Ant Man Quantumania, comparison to, to, to the Marvels. It doesn't. It doesn't and that was like what? 2000... It's just bland. It was 2011. Okay. So that was 12 years ago. Now yeah. it's you know, different. And I think that the, the payoffs are really empty when it comes to the emotion. And I just don't care about what's going on. I think Cam said it, it overused exposition to the point where it's literally not trusting your own imagery and be like, okay, here, here here's what happens. And I think, especially like a, a, a Marvel's film, people aren't going to just don't like if, if you're going to see this you probably already know what's going on you know this isn't like a one-off thing where you've not watched the rest of the stuff unless you're like me obviously but i think that they need to start twisting their their audience more this i think i saw this on someone's review and you can really tell this got like two to pieces post-production like it looks some of the sequences look really really bad and it seemed the ending is just so horrendous yeah. and it seemed like really really rushed throughout most of it especially the the earlier section on, on the ending of course and i think it's really lucky that they had the three the three leads because i had an okay time with them but they just those moments are few and far between i think without that this could have been at the level of you know quantumania or or for the dark world because i think it was really 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 poorly done and I think that's out of the control of the main three because I think they do exactly what they have to do. I think they provide a different amount of personality and charm, but it's just that can only take you so far in a film that is fucking awful. Um, but yeah, I give it a two star because I, I quite like them. Everything else was just yeah awful. And I think that this, I think the MCU, I, I, I just think it's such a bad... Like after all the stuff, and it's like Loki, it's like up and down, up and down, up and down. Maybe I'll watch Loki. People don't tell me to watch it. It really is just like such an annoying roller coaster right now. Have you seen Soups? He's like buying the fuck into it now, and he's just every like. Dude, yeah, I mean, those memes of like, it's over, we're back. He's actually just buying into like what he yeah. used to do. I think it's quite funny. Um, but the, they're not even memes because they're like so true. It's like, it, it's over, we're back, it's over. To, to, even in the films, Ant-Man, terrible. Guardians three, great, one of the best in a while, if not, you know, one maybe the best for me, and then and then to this fucking shit, and it's like yeah. we are, you're the MCU is just so back and forth, back and forth all the time. The consistency is so lack lackluster, and it's not even like for me, it's not even like there's many right now average projects anymore or, or films. I've only seen the films. It's like either good or bad <laughs> or you know shit. I mean? Yeah, and there's no like there's no middle ground with them. I think that's the worst thing about it. But I, yeah, so I give it a two star. Um, I don't really have to speak about anything else i think you know my my views are there but i think yeah the the, the main three are, are pretty good uh, it's a shame that it's such a, a shit film because i think they would have you know if they'd put the time and effort into this and it wasn't hacked to bits in post-production the main three could produce something good for the mcu but it's the same everything else was just terrible in my opinion anyway yeah tyler thoughts 
Yeah, I gave it a 2.5 when I first watched it. Then like two days later, dropped it to a two just because just kind of sitting with it for a while. Um, you guys have already mentioned the, the main three. I thought they were easily the sand of this movie. They were all great. Um, huge for like guys who were obsessed with like the Brie Larson white tank top meme like picture because she's just in that you can, you, you can make that your letterboxed picture that's what i made my letterbox oh really <laughs> did you really oh, yeah. no you yeah, didn't yeah. did you really um but yeah the, the the main three were great uh i thought the villain like actually has like good motivation and good backstory they just didn't give I mean, us it. like i thought like she was out get, like, like a snippet hour. of it like but i was yeah. like yeah exactly they give us like five minutes of backstory and then they just she disappears and then like darben comes back at the very end probably the final like boss battle but like the nugget they gave us i'm like this is actually like in, similar to like gore the god butcher thor love and thunders like this is like a really interesting backstory like give us more than five minutes of it and then just like go away from it when that's like could be a very interesting part of your movie um i i think the writing was the weakest part here um what's interesting it's like weird because like directors you know like how much say do they have in movies i always see people like defending like what their favorite director does a marvel movie and then like they're like oh we don't blame this on them as hack to bits but like when sam raimi does a marvel movie like he still has his style but like everyone else i guess people are like their style is stripped away so i think it's just a skill i think it's a skill that a lot of people aren't capable of like it's it's a high skill to be able to keep your style while working within the marvel universe and it's a lot of people like saying like oh like nia da costa is like like feeling bad for her but it's like i was kind of surprised because her only movie that anyone i follow is logged is the candy man so she's not like a she's not like that movie no me too but like she doesn't have like a deep bat like people are talking about her like she's like an acclaimed long-running director like oh like i feel so bad for her like she got her movie ruined i'm like she's never done an original movie that anyone's watched like why people like like tweets said like that she fuck her no, sorry, I didn't want to cut my bed. I was just gonna say, weren't, weren't most of the tweets saying, oh, what was it now? Saying that, like, why are they hiring, you know, a director who's barely done anything? But that, they've yeah. done that so many times. Yeah, like, I saw so that, like, ridiculous tweet. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the a reason for that tweet, let's be honest. They've done that with with so many directors, so it's ridiculous. Yeah. Joss Whedon before the Avengers, like, did two, it had the exact same career path, had done two movies, mm-hmm. and one was a remake, one was in original, and like, no, I, I yeah. It's it's just Twitter getting mad. It's yeah. just Twitter getting yeah. mad. But I, I did like Candyman movie, and I did actually think that had a decent amount of style, whereas this really didn't. But um, the vi- like, I, it's just crazy because like the the well, I'll, I'll actually say that for the spoilers part. So my overall thoughts is like the reason I didn't go lower is because there's just nothing in this movie that like upset me in terms of like Thor: Love and Thunder, um, Ant Man: The Wasp: Quantum Mania. Um, Thor the Dark World like those all have movies where I'm like there's something that just like really annoys me like how like bad it is or something like really sticks out that pisses me off whereas like this is like an hour 40 there's a lot of things I thought were messy and I thought like the way the movie was put together was really bad the writing is really bad but like I watched it and I was never like super offended or upset by like how bad it was I was just kind of meh it was never great by any means because I think the villain like truly they just like forgot about her and they the writing was a mess which there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about in the spoiler section but um, it just never got to the point where I was like, oh my God, this is like truly so bad where I was like, this needs to be like a one and a half star or something. So two stars is like very okay, very average. Um, the reaction people are having is exactly what everyone would expect. Like all like the fans being like, or fans, I guess you can put in quotation marks because are they true fans? And they're just like being like, just just people who just like need to just please touch grass um, but <laughs> it, I, I have a lot more i want to talk about but i'll save for spoilers on my on my like twitter i've seen more 
uh, Marvel fans that should be positive about this film, honestly, and bring up the whole uh, Rotten Tomatoes. All my thing. TikTok and Letterbox reviews, are, well, I guess that one Letterbox review, but all my TikTok comments were like, this movie's going to suck. I hate Brie Larson. Oh, I didn't review it on Characters uh, suck. I didn't review it for that reason. I just can't go with this. Why do people hate Brie Larson? Because she's a woman who has personality and Marvel okay. fans like I, I, like, I didn't know if she did something or like something. Like, I don't think. I, I mean, yeah, no, I I I'm didn't. trying to think too. I can't remember. No, it's because after Infinity War, Captain Marvel was like the next big project. And she's <clears throat> Captain Marvel is like, she's right there with like Captain America in the comics as being like one of the most important Marvel characters. So, when Infinity War happened, and everyone got dusted away, spoiler alert, at the end. No way, dude. <laughs> um, everyone like was really banking on Captain Marvel, the movie, as being like this next massive big step in Marvel to like counter Thanos. And then that movie came out, and everything about it was just dry and bland. Ethan Brie Larson for that is crazy. No, but okay. At times, so is Brie Larson. Like I, I'm not saying this because I, I like Brie Larson. I like her in this role, but it's, as in, in the film, it's the truth. In the film, there are moments where she just delivers like very bland line delivery, and it just comes off very like uninspired and very. I'm just here for a check at times. So I, I think that's just what. That. A lot of people just didn't like that she didn't probably fully commit to the role as much as they had expected her to. I think she's also like uh, supposed to be like real confident, and, and people don't like when the women characters are the arrogant ones, and it's just like she is. Meant to yeah, be but I, I don't argue like she wasn't perfect in the Captain Marvel, and I don't hate it as much as most. Um, I hate it, but I think that's a big reason. Like when uh, you know the then Endgame trailer when uh, Thanos or Thor like pulls the pulls uh, what's the axe name stormbreaker stormbreaker thank you um pulls that and then she's like standing there I yeah think, i think people were like mad about that or something like i don't know and then totally flip side there's people that like don't like her because she like used to be in like real movies and now she's only in, like fast and furious and marvel movies so like that's Dude, totally yeah, she other did make a weird yeah she, she, she yeah. did make kind of a weird like good for her get that <laughs> she's bag. like i'm just gonna get my bag yeah, yeah she she won her Oscar and she's like, "Yo, I'm cashing in now." Yeah, like, that's actually that's crazy. The run she's had recently. It's all yeah. Shit. While, while we're on her, still, what's her best role? I haven't seen Room, and everyone speaks on Room because I think she won the Oscar. Probably Room. I haven't seen Room either, but what's her best role? My, my uh, favorite, in my opinion. Do you guys have a guess? Twenty One Jump Street. You're yeah, gonna say she's great in Twenty One Jump. <laughs> I fucking love her in Twenty One Jump Street. I, I knew you were gonna fucking one. say that. Yeah, of course, man. Dude, she's awesome. Uh, I haven't seen her in much old, to be honest. I'm looking at now. Hoot. Shout out Hoot. Love that no. movie as a kid. Short term, short term in, 12 might be her best uh, performance. She's in um, Scott Pilgrim, but I don't think she was one of the main. Love movies. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim but, no, great, she's right. not one of the mains. Yeah, I'll say that because I like the film. But fuck <laughs> All right, George. Um, topic, yeah, we're getting off topic. Um, I'm pretty much in line with all three of you. Um, this kind of what can make the podcast boring every so often we have like the exact same opinion on a movie but yeah I'm, I'm like right there with tyler where it's a two and a half for me probably will go down to a two the more i think about it but like tyler said there was nothing like offensively bad about this movie the way quantum mania was like i while i was watching quantum mania i was genuinely like upset that i was there watching it but i never had that feeling watching the marvels um like you know we every everyone in the world has basically been saying it the strong points of this movie are when carol danvers kamal khan 
uh, and Monica Rambeau are on screen together and they're just having fun. They're learning their powers. They're learning how to control their powers. That was genuinely like, I think, a good time. Like it was just fun watching them just... All three of the actresses genuinely just seemed like they were having a good time with each other. Their chemistry was there. I think Iman Vellani is just the most adorable human being in the world. And like her, Kamala Khan's like reaction to meeting Carol Danvers is how I would genuinely imagine Iman Vellani's reaction was when she met Brie Larson in real life. Um, like just stunned in awe. And I just think she plays that character so well. Um, I said in uh, one of my TikTok videos, I think they should make her the face of the MCU. Got a lot of hate for that comment, but I'm standing by it. I, I really, I I said she's the best yeah. cast person since I may have said yeah it, above Tony Stark. That was probably silly. Since yeah. I'll say Tony Stark, I yeah, I mean, I she'd be up there for me a little bit maybe, but not not close to like the top of the race. She's awesome. She's awesome. I think she's fucking amazing. She's not the best. Like, come on, man. Batista is Drax. He's the best. <laughs> Although I will uh, agree, I, I do think she was. Uh, I think she works really, really well. Yeah, I. That's that's the thing about Carol Danvers and Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau. I think they're intriguing characters, and I like seeing them on screen together. Just the writing around them has just been so bland and just so nonsensical. And I think this movie, um, and I mentioned this in my TikTok review, this movie. Just like Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, it focuses too much on setting up the future of the MCU as opposed to like giving us just yep. its own standalone movie. Like Guardians of the Galaxy had no greater tie to the MCU. There was no mention of Kang. There was no mention of like any other MCU character or villain. Um, and that was just its strong suit. Like it plays so well as just, just its own standalone movie. And this movie, the Marvels, just felt like you know, everyone said it before. It just felt like an episode of a larger TV show. And, and that's just, it, it sucks. It sucks because these characters are awesome. Um, but the writing around them just sucks. Um, so, yeah, two and a half out of five for me. It'll probably go down to a two just the more I think on it or the more I look at, like, my 2023 rankings and really decide where I want to, like, toss it in those rankings. Um, we'll get into spoilers. Obviously, there's the two. Um, do we want to start with the post credit scenes or do i didn't you... know who that was i recognized well i won't say it but i recognized the person but I, then i was like oh yeah so i haven't yeah. seen that film that that person was in in such a long time you know what okay I mean? yeah, yeah yeah okay so we'll we'll start with the the uh, now let's not start with the post credit scenes tyler you said there's things that you want to touch on prior to the post credit scenes um i'm sure we all want to talk about you know the final just big bad which is another part of this movie that fucking sucked like this movie thought they can get away with just one backstory, one quick scene backstory of our villain. Then we don't see her for like an just... hour and 10 minutes. And then we get back around to her. And it's just like this like final big boss battle that just sucks. Man, it's lucky for the front three because this felt was shit. So yeah. Like, the ending. This movie really could have been like a quick like half star, one star if it wasn't for those moments yeah. with our three leads just kind of having fun. Um, yeah. Is there anything you guys want to particularly talk about before we get into the final two post credit scenes? No, you covered what I was I saying. think Captain Marvel actually had character arc in this, and that was good. Mm, yeah, she didn't have it in Captain Marvel. Like That's my biggest issue with the Captain Marvel movie. Um, it's crazy that the visual effects like for the... Like the flurkin scene probably took the visual effects team oh. like weeks. And it's just like, that's just such a minor throwaway scene that probably devoted 
80 yeah. percent of the entire visual effects time and budget to just do that entire like flirt and scene i feel so, like, like forever it's one of those that's one of those things i didn't have an issue with it what'd you guys what no, I like the scene. I like the scene. I just feel like I can imagine the visual effects team that took like eighty percent of their time for the entire movie was just that yeah. one scene because it's so much visual effects in that. That's one true. one thing I'd love to hear your thoughts on. I don't think the MCU has any idea what they want to do with Nick Fury. He's just kind of there, isn't he? He's <laughs> always just he's definitely very there. Is this after this or be, was this after Secret Invasion? Because. That's what I saw on Reliant. Yeah, I think so. I didn't see Secret of Age, but this is after. They, yeah. they had that, like, okay, so the scrolls have that, like, place they're living, right? Yeah. And then Darben comes and destroys it, and then Valkyrie comes and gets there in a new house, right? Yeah. new, not house, but planet to live on. What the fuck was Secret Invasion <laughs> for then? How fucking easy was that? Like, it's 10. Why the fuck would you move them again? That's so simple. It I haven't seen Secret so Invasion, so I have no clue what you're talking no, about, I but it's funny. Secret, Secret, Invasion really, so Secret Invasion is so bad. Secret Invasion is so shit. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't watch the finale of Secret Invasion. Never got around to it, and I'm <laughs> not going to at this point. I've seen enough. This what is how this is how you know the MCU is falling about. off. <laughs> what the that show yeah, you know, was all about how Nick Fury couldn't find a planet for nope. the scrolls for the longest fucking time and so now they're gonna invade earth it took valkyrie three and a half minutes nick you've been talking to this woman for years what the i thought fuck? it was i thought it was really funny when valkyrie showed up tessa thompson like as a cameo in this and like they gave her the classic like four seconds of pause for like applause i'm like yeah. She's just not that girl. I'm sorry. She's not. She is not. She is not girl in my eyes. She's definitely. She's not going to get applause. Yeah. Yeah. Her her character is not that girl. She she is that girl. But her character. Yeah. Yeah. No one in the audience is going to care when she shows up. They did. They did give that. That like. And who's in the fucking trailer? You dumb fucking company. Was it? Fuck me. Yeah. I didn't watch the final trailer. They released the trailer on Monday, like right before it, and and she was in it, which oh. Why would they do um, that? What was your opinion on the the singing planet? Any any thoughts on the singing planet? Okay, I didn't have an issue with that's something that like people will poop their pants over and be like, this sucks. MCU's gone soft. It wasn't there, I, it wasn't there I, for I long enough in the movie to bother. Yeah, I didn't have an issue. I, I didn't even like I wasn't bothered, but I think that kind of fit the tone of what they were going for, especially with the uh, Imani thingy, the kid, Miss Marvel. I think that kind of fits the tone. I didn't really care about that. I, I don't, I hate NCU's humor at the best of times, but I think that was I one of the less. Yeah. No, I think it was fine. I think it kind of fit. I don't And it's also one of those things where if this movie was amazing, it may have been like, ah, damn, that sucks. But it wasn't bad enough within the rest of the movie <laughs> to be an issue. In, in I didn't like him at all, though. The guy no, in the, in yeah. the same planet, what's his name? I can't remember. He's fucking, you know what I mean? Nope. I hated him. Yeah, I didn't get uh, one thing that I was watching, and I'm like, yeah, people are gonna hate this, but I actually haven't seen that uproar about it a whole lot. I think it fit, um, I think it fits the tone. It's not like a Thor of the Thunder where it struggles to find a balance. That's kind of the balance throughout the whole film. Do you know what I mean? So I think it yeah. kind of works, I guess. Yeah. I have, I have a question. Do you guys think it's better or worse than the first film? Worse. Better. Better than Captain Marvel. I yeah, think better sure. than I Captain mean, Marvel. I, I actually think it's worse. Personally. I think it's much worse. Mm. I, I mean, like you're Captain you're Marvel. you're you're comparing a, like, dog shit to horse shit. 
<laughs> I, I actually think, well, I've cut to Marvel at two and a half. I don't think it's like terrible, but I don't like it by any means. I, I, think, I think Captain Marvel's sitting like in the middle of my MCU rankings. I actually, I, I kind of enjoy Captain. I, I, I have Captain Marvel second to last. Uh, no. and, I, and then I have the Marvels like oh, the Dark World and Quantum Shitia. No, that's, uh, those are the only two that I have under Captain Marvel's Dark World. And I think they're like the clear, like so far bottom two for me, and then it's. Uh, uh, I just have Thor bias, but I mean, the Dark World is like right. I'm pretty sure the Dark World is like my third to last rank. They're both ranked a two out of five. Captain Marvel is my 32nd in the MCU, so I can't. I guess I I won't defend it too much, but I still have it at 35. I cannot believe there are 35 of these movies. Did you think it was in the middle, Cam, and then it was near the bottom? Well, yeah, I did, but I also have that includes all of the shows. What's the rating? Is it positive rating? I love three and a half for what? 32 Marvel films, MCU films are three and a half or up. Yeah, but I think now that I'm like looking at it, I think I would drop Winter Soldier. That's above it at a three and a half. I think I'd drop Miss Marvel at a three. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 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 The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Winter Soldier would be idiotic. I almost lost my mind. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Seth was on Cam's team for like Pro Cat tomorrow. Seth was about to jump so hard off that team. The show. I think I would drop the show. Do you drop the shows with the films, though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. It's too hard to compare them. Yeah, I literally... I just took the shows out of my ranking and made its yeah. own ranking because I th- it was just too hard. I kept oh, Werewolf yeah. by Night with the movies, but the shows, it was too hard to rank with the movies. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there, and that's why, like, as I look at the shows, I'm like, yeah, I probably didn't like that as much. So, I like, I do not look back on the shows very fondly, to be quite honest with you. Um, and What I'm if, what if goaded? What if goaded? What if is my uh, 41st? <laughs> that one to letterbox i thought that no, one I no no no, no it's not it's, like yeah. uh it's a random like movie i just it's a daniel you. radcliffe yeah. movie really? gotcha. okay uh but we should should talk like at least a little Haley yeah. steinfeld pop up, pop up that spoilers uh thing yeah oh um, they're gonna be yeah quickly like, this transitions us to the the and two things that the movie sets up is like one thing that i hated with the writing was the final way like they led us to the ending of the movie with Monica Rambeau with like the villain because I feel like the most and I like message like Sydney after the movie because I was like at that point no one else had seen it and reviewed it so I was like I need to talk to someone about this and like preferably someone that's like a female because like I need to like get like you know a female perspective to see if I'm like crazy with this but the thing I hate about the end with like when they they don't kill Darben because they let her go is like I feel like the most annoying like which is just like downright false and wrong criticism of like women is like oh women can't be like leaders because they won't make like the tough decisions and they show too much empathy what happened in this movie they solve the problem perfectly and then they just decide like show empathy and then it ruins everything so it's like I just feel like it just like played into like a stereotype which annoyed me because like the three writers of this movie were all women and I was like kind of like weird that they're like playing into a stereotype that things like kind of wrong about women in power but they just kind of showed that like by being showing like a moment of like Oh, let's be empathetic and save her son. She just quickly gets up and is like Sykes rips open the universe oh. and just like ruins everything, ruins the space time continuum. That to sacrifice Monica Rambo and otherwise they wouldn't have had to. So I feel like the ending because clearly like they needed to rip the space time open to do what they wanted to do, which we're about to yeah. talk about. But the way they did it was so stupid, like the just so bad. The writing was so awful on this, which the writing was also Nia DaCosta. So um, I don't know. This she wrote and directed it, so I don't know what she's doing. At that point, I didn't even care for it to be honest. Yeah, Uh, but that's like the annoying. Yeah, go Cam, go. I just have that issue with like movies now in general, where like 
like in like in Star Wars or some shit. They murder like 400 stormtroopers and then they're like, well, I can't kill him. Because yeah, the main, main villain. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just hate that because like you've murdered millions of stormtroopers these past like two movies and now you won't kill the main. And yeah. and it, and and I probably used a bad example with like like Empire Strikes Back slash uh, the Return of the Jedi. Like I think that works like that trilogy works perfectly for it. But then in the sequels, when they're like, actually, they kill Palpatine. So maybe I'm get off Star Wars. Marvel. They killed like 10 people in this movie, I feel like, at random points. Like, you can't just tell me Captain Marvel punching someone is not going to kill them. She's murdering all these people. She's a Thanos-level threat. And now, like... Is she? Yeah. Is she like that? She solos Thanos in, like, Endgame, like, perfectly fine. Pretty well. That's another issue is, like, she, she, like, fights Thanos really well. And then, like, in this, like, has issues with Darben, who, if you want to put them on like a power scale is like around uh who the fuck's the first guardians of the galaxy villain that guy uh, ronin the accuser ronin yeah like they, they she just she'd be stronger than these people at least give her a villain that's like relatively similar to her power scale i feel like and i don't know i feel like they do that with movies a lot in general maybe it was a bad example in this one but they like refuse to kill the end villain but they've killed like 20 people for the rest of the movie that's like every yeah episode. yeah it's like every movie and yeah George is talking about Haley Steinfeld and like how they like clearly what they're going for like I'm not not, not super Marvel but they're going for like the Young Avengers like that's the start of yeah. the Young Avengers basically was she uh, it's the, like uh, super unironically that was like my favorite scene in the movie when Iman Vellani yeah. when when Kamala Khan was like reciting like mm-hmm. Nick Fury's monologue yeah and but but she was making it like a kid like an idiot and I, I was like oh this is fucking great and Kate Bishop sitting there like. The I'm fuck 20. are you? Yeah. Was this <laughs> like yeah. the first or the I so I, I'll be honest, I didn't stay for the post credit. Was no, this the this first or... post credit? This was like during the movie. I don't remember this. This was pre-credit, right? I'm not crazy. The final, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was like the final scene, but you would have yeah. had to walk out before like no credits had rolled. You would have uh, what was the credit? What was the credit scenes? The credit scenes was the X-Men. What's he called? The Beast. Is he the The Beast? beast. This is the first time I've ever wanted to yell "fuck you" at the screen during. No, yeah, it's fuck you. Oh my god! Why? I don't get it. I'm confused. Why? Why It's just it's just such a poor writing and poor way of introducing the X Men into this fucking franchise. And I feel like that the scene itself, and again, we're talking about the X Men scene, not the Kate Bishop scene, because that one I like. The X Men scene just felt like. They had no clue how they wanted to like introduce these characters into the MCU, so they just tacked it on last minute onto the end of the Marvels. It was so corny how they did it too, because first they have the Beast, which like anyone should know immediately, like that's an X Men. Then they show like the big sign in the wall; it's a big X. They're like, guys, yeah. it's X Men. Then he's like, Professor Z- Professor Charles says this, 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 and it's like, oh, guys, it's X Men. Like, like we know, like, we get it. We know like, we're there. Why, why was it the Beast? Grammar Beast. What? Why would give a shit about was it the original actor from the first films? Yeah. yeah. What, why? It looked why like just like a CGI guy to me. I don't know. Well, it was Kelsey Grammer's. Well, his like whatever. Yeah. He was CGI, yes, but it was Kelsey. But it was Grammer's. his. Why? Why? Why was it the beast they used? I don't get the importance. I haven't seen okay. The okay. He, so I'm gonna walk you through it, Seth. <laughs> He, she, Monica wakes up in a random universe and sees. Oh, I've seen, I've seen it. I just say, why was it the bees? I've seen it. Nobody seen it knows because it's they couldn't get Charles Xavier. That's uh, why. I thought it was like okay, Grammer needs. No, it's because that. they probably didn't want to cast have anyone cast yet for the X Men, so they're like, let's use the CGI guy. That solves the problem. 
Well, yeah, I think what it is is supposed to be the X-Men universe. So they intentionally used a previous actor with Kelsey Grammer, who's from the original X-Men. But who cares about that character? I, I don't understand. I don't I, no, no. When, when it was Nicholas Holt in... Yes. That's, that's when I cared. It. Same, no, no, not the same. But that, 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 that is when I cared about Beast. That's okay. the only yeah. time I cared, especially in Days of Future Past when he's playing like yeah. Charles is like. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, loved it. Loved I'm it. I'm not arguing. Nobody gives a shit about Kelsey Grammer. No. no. X2 is great. X, X-Men is great. But who fucking cares about this guy? <laughs> I feel and, like maybe it's because they wanted to bring, like you said, they're bringing in the old they, X-Men I, universe. I, they needed, a, they needed I, I the character, the same actor, but. They didn't want to have another John Krasinski Reed Richards moment where they show an actor as a character and then like recast them and like have everyone be like, oh, you should just had him stay as that or whatever. But just such a lazy way to bring in the X Men. uh, But Cyclops, for all I care, like the worst character. Yeah, they from the from the original trilogy, they could have brought back anyone else, and I would have had a bigger reaction. You're not wrong though, Tyler. They just wanted this. That's why I would have like this is the first time I've ever wanted to yell "fuck you" at a screen during a Marvel movie. I just like in a dark theater, I would have been like "fuck off" or something with this because they just wanted to bring it in, and it it had nothing to do with the plot other than the fact that now my and also. Monica's mom wasn't a part of the original X-Men. So is Yeah, where did she come from? Fuck where the fuck did she Marvel. come from? Okay. But like Yeah, they brought they, they set up so like next year when it's like Deadpool and Wolverine movie like cuz that's the only MCU movie next year so now they clearly yeah. led right into that but Well, so yeah. like the plot leaks of that also like come off like the TVA from Loki which is which that's all good, but I don't know. I'm just, I love this universe and I can't wait to go back. Yeah, I have nothing else to say about What's the beast's name? What's his name? His like, his actual name or actor name? No, character name. Uh, Fucking beast guy. Um, Beast guy. James? Beast boy? Beast boy. It is not beast boy. (laughs) Name. But give me a sec. Henry McCoy. Hank Hank McCoy. Hank McCoy. Okay. Why can't I find this guy? What the fuck? Days of Future Past is so good. Dude, what so was he good, doing? man? It's so Days of Future good. Past is so fucking good. It's unbelievable. But it's, it's I didn't like movie. that film. Was that the yellow poster? I hated that one. No, was the yellow, yellow poster one? No. no. Days of Future Past is X-Men. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's got yellow poster. What do you mean? It's like yellowy. What do you mean yellowy? You're a Wait, fucking what? idiot if you don't like that movie, Seth. I'm going to fight you. So, fight Days you. of Future Past is... Peak shit. Yeah, Days of Future Past is great. Oh my god, it's so damn good. Um, All right, well, yeah, let's let's wrap up that that that'll conclude our angry review. Um, Tyler and Seth, two out of five stars. Cam and George, two and a half out of five stars. Um, Two out of hundred. I won't stupid you, Tyler. We're, we're, we're leaving that behind, Cam. You need to yeah, we're we're a five star we're a five star podcast. Now, I'm a five star guy now, but I respect you for the scale, so I respect you, Cam. <laughs> no, we are exclusively a five star podcast. Okay, let's um, let's continue with Marvel, Cam and I. Let's just talk Loki series finale season finale very quickly before we get into um, the killer. We don't have to harp on it a lot because I know both of us. Um, Cam, did you post the TikTok review? I honestly didn't. I didn't. See. Uh, dude, I suck at TikTok. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't been on that damn app in days. That's all right. It, the app sucks. Um, but all right, let's talk about the Loki review, um, the Loki season finale. Um, 
I loved it. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I think it just perfectly cemented Loki as one of the two best written MCU characters. Um, he kind of comes, and we're, I'm getting into, we'll, we'll get into spoilers just from the start. If you haven't seen Loki, just skip ahead like 10, 15 minutes maybe. Um, probably a little less. So, well, there'll be timestamps. Um, but Cam, what, what did you think of that finale? Fucking awesome, man. And uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep saying Jonathan Majors is a shit person because we get a comment every time. You know where I stand on him. Whatever. Um, he's so fucking good as yeah. he who remains, and he who remains is without a doubt the best. Hey, Bailey, can we not do that? Um, without <laughs> a doubt, the best uh, like variant of Kang in in every way. Yeah. Um, so there's the spoiler. You get he who remains back in this episode, um, and he's so fucking good because he's like, yeah, I I know exactly what's happening. Um, so kind of to run through the episode, the timelines are all fucked and everyone, everything's blowing up to shit. Um, and it's all because last season Sylvie killed he who remains and he used that as like a fail safe. So no matter what, they're going to, they're going to be fucked and everything's going to go to shit. Right. And so Loki finds that out. Um, and by the end, Loki's the one who's like maintaining all the timelines and he sacrificed himself to be like there so goddamn good like just how it looks and like the end of that episode yeah. just amazing um yeah i loved it i have it at a four and a half i saw you have it like three and a half man that hurts no no i i it, it's at a four right now but that's season oh, okay. one like you can't yeah really... i know you can't log the second season i know so i'm gonna like i i will log it and i'll put like in my like review section like season one four out of five season two Probably still a four out of five, maybe a four and a half, but more, I think, on that finale. But, yeah, I think that finale was fantastic. The entire final sequence, first off, yeah, like you said, Jonathan Majors is just, he's, like, just the most terrifying he who remains I think they could have ever gotten because he's just so calm. His demeanor is just so subtle, and he's just so terrifying and, like... He's like a... I'm trying to think. Because, like, he just, like, he knows what's going on, and, like, that makes him so scary, and he's not, like, openly, like... A frightening, menacing, like no, looking like a person. Goofy, like kind of crazy. Yeah. That, like incredible. Like almost like a much, much better Jason Momoa in Fast X. Jason Momoa, the best part of Fast X, but like he he has that tenacity of of he's not terrifying, but yeah. he's goofy and and just is all knowledgeable on it. That makes him terrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, um. Yeah. He, he's yeah. He's just he I. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm with you on where I stand on Jonathan Majors. I know a lot of people get upset when we say that, but I I would love to like hold on to him in the MCU, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think I think they're they're either going to recast him or they're just going to completely pivot from Kang, which that I think would be stupid. Um, I think there are plenty of incredible actors out there that could take up this role, maybe not as well as Jonathan Majors, but yeah, the finale I thought was just incredible. Um, the entire like final sequence of Loki you know, sacrificing himself. He has that conversation with Mobius back when he had originally been caught by the TVA. That was one of my favorite scenes in any MCU Disney Plus show um, because for some reason it feels like, it felt like Mobius knew what was going on, but he obviously did not in that moment. Um, and I just think that made for like a very heartfelt conversation from Loki's perspective. And then that kind of made Loki decide that you know, obviously Mobius drops that one line where it's like some purposes are greater than glory or, or something like that. Um, and then that's when his character kind of comes full circle and, you know, I am Loki and I am 
burdened with glorious purpose um and he sacrificed himself to to the timelines um is this the end of loki like the character until secret invasion i would say at the very least i i don't think we'll ever see what is there gonna be a secret invasion round two secret wars secret Secret wars Wars. my bad thank you (laughs) uh yeah thank you uh until secret wars i bet he comes back for that um but he he went on shit fallon last night um and was like sorry i'm anti-fallon i don't i could tell he's he's my favorite of all the talk show hosts if i had to pick i I don't think any of them are i think they all suck oh agreed but he's the best (laughs) of the shit that's fair um yeah i i he 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 said it was like the conclusion to his character in the 14 years he'll definitely be back i would assume if they ever go back to the timeline or maybe they won't um made a little tree that was kind of fun but i i I don't know if it's the full end but i think it's the end for a good long while yeah Yeah. Um, Yeah. like loki was always kind of like he was in the first thor obviously first uh marvel all four three thors and then wasn't in the fourth i can't yeah he was he wasn't in love and thunder but he was in the other three because he's dead and then he's also in infinity war and and endgame um he's always kind of been around so i don't think we'll see him for a good six seven years um now especially uh with the writer's strike a lot of the mcu projects were delayed um hi bud um a lot of mcu projects delayed next year only getting one movie awesome Thank God. Um, so thank yeah, God. Honestly. They'll, they'll start rolling out slower and slower, I'm sure. So I don't think we'll see him for a good six, seven years. Um, yeah. Come back and come back and then check on him during like their next big event or something. Next um, time Loki has to use a bathroom and he gets up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the funny, I did see that funny tweet that was like, uh, that was like, what happens if he has to go to the bathroom and it's like they, he just shits on the Sony timeline or something? <laughs> the, the Sony I saw that. that uh, great, great finale. Oh gosh, my son just fell. You can deal with that. Yeah, father. <laughs> Bro fumbled the bag. Bro, big time, just fumbled the bag. <laughs> Kid falls on the podcast. He's good. Uh, He's good. Uh, as he's screaming Um, but last thing I want to say is that Loki is like it proves that you can work within the MCU and like this is as convoluted as the MCU gets and you can still make good writing and good a good show I think you just have to have a clear vision because the the showrunner said they had a two-season plan um they're not doing another season like I think this just proves you can do it you just have to have the vision Marvel give your creatives the vision and stop just like changing shit last minute to make it fit in with this show. Just like let it run its course, man. And I, I, I just, I hope they figure it out, but they're fucking idiots, man. Fuck never back Scorsese. down. Never what? Yeah. Never back down. Never what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll wrap up our Loki season two review there. Loki um, saved the MCU. Bro, Lo- Loki's holding the MCU on his back right now, oh, like uh, literally and figuratively. <laughs> my very last point, and then I'll shut up. Um, saw a tweet that was like, Loki marks the first, or Thursday marked the first time that someone in the MCU, two people in the MCU were married and had their show and movie release on the same day. And I was like, that's such a niche stat. Yeah. <laughs> that will never happen. You have to get two people to be married. You need a show's finale to end at the same time as a movie release. Like, 
that was the stupidest tweet I've ever seen in my well, life. Was that was that a Blu-ray Angel tweet? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I was just about to say that, George. Yeah, I was just about to unmute myself. So. Yeah, it seems like a him kind of That's tweet. One of his kind of That's tweet. such yeah. like an absurd stat yeah. to have. I'm just I'm laughing at it. Um, all right, let's wrap up the MCU talk there. We we were we were angry at first with the Marvels, and then we got happy with with Loki. We're and, back. It's we're, an we're, abusive we're, relation. I feel bad for like MCU fans because like it is such an abusive relationship right now. Where it's like, no, least, like, no, 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 because because true dying, MCU fans are going to defend every project till they die. I think a lot of people are up and down. Like it's like if you're a Fast and Furious fan, like they're not up and down. If you love those movies, <laughs> yeah. like they're giving you the same quality content. Like Marvel, <laughs> yeah, at least it's like you're super high, super low, super high, super low. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, whatever. That's so awesome. true. Although yeah. next year, I think, might be the chance to have the highest rated on average movie year for uh, the MCU in its existence. Given so, that it's a one movie. Dude, one if, movie and it'll probably if, be good. If Daredevil 3 flops, scrap the MCU. Deadpool 3, but yeah. Like, uh, Deadpool 3, what did I say? Daredevil. Daredevil 3. Oh, my bad. If Deadpool yeah, like, 3 flops, scrap the MCU. Yeah, if it's like a, even if it's like a 3.5 or a, like a, a 4, like on average for a year yeah it's gonna be like the best mcu year can i, uh, can I hear the uh, box office numbers so far for the marbles i've really been keeping track i want to know how about it, it was like 6.6 6 million yeah, opening like weekend yeah it made less than the what flash. it was like 6.6 6 million it wasn't, it wasn't oh. close to the flash either it was like 30 million less than the flash or something i thought it's gonna make no. it's gonna actually lose like 300 million at the box probably office. more it was like budget was like 270 i think it was confirmed a few days ago like probably more. more than that it, it, I think it's oh, more ass. than that, but like, plus marketing, plus everything else. Yeah. Paid like 150 million just for them to film there, or some shit like that. So that doesn't like account to the budget. Oh, that oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah, crazy. something like that. It's bad. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is I, Hatman's about to be in the closet of every creative at Marvel and just like Who, who's the runner of Disney? Bob Bob Iger, right? Bob, He's Bob probably Iger. texting Zaslav, being like. So you know how you're like not releasing movies to save money? Like, can I do that? But like after I release yeah. a movie, <laughs> it's, like, it's not how it works, Chief. He's like, how, yeah. how much worse is this doing compared to like Quantumania, who got like similar? This reviews? is the worst this MCU the worst I think MCU. of all time. Yeah. Like, is it like this is, is it a lot to be one of the biggest flops of all time? Like this. Quantumania opening weekend was still really good. It had a big was drop it? off, but the opening weekend was good. Well, that's because it was meant to set things up, wasn't it? Everyone was yeah, because yeah, like, everyone was excited to see Kang. If it were uh, good, Quantumania yeah. would have made a shitload, I feel like. Yeah, yeah probably, you're probably this, right. You're probably this, right. Like, no one's wrong when they say, like, yes, you have to watch two shows and a movie to understand what's going on. You you can get it. You'll figure it out during the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you'll be confused. But to understand it all, that's a lot of like a lot of stuff to get your foot in the door to this movie i also think it's also, because of the first captain marvel film people are like ah, oh, i hated that that made 1.3 billion i know but it wasn't that that was the the it was like any game yeah any movie they released would have made that much during yeah that time. And, and it's also you know the sexism of marvel fans like that's a point and no, the like no early way. reviews aren't gonna help you if you were if it opened with a 90 on rotten tomatoes or whatever probably would have done better but 50 who's going to watch this Mm-hmm. You know. All right, we'll we'll move on from there from from all this fun Marvel talk um, because we obviously all want to get around to to the big release of of this week, one of the biggest releases of this year, at least one of everyone's I think most anticipated releases of the year. Mr. David Fincher has collaborated with Mr. Michael Fassbender um, to adapt a uh, French graphic novel entitled The Killer. 
um, that dropped on Netflix uh, yesterday. Um, very highly anticipated, obviously, David Fincher, um, one of the kings, one of the goats um, of, of the film industry. Um, so let's get into that review. We'll start, obviously, non-spoiler thoughts, and then we'll get into a little more spoilery stuff um, later down the line. Seth, we'll start with you. Thoughts on The Killer? Yeah, so I watched it like a few weeks ago, or like two weeks ago. I'm glad I got to watch it in the cinema. I think this is one that's like made for the big screen. Um, mainly because I think it has some of the best sound design of the year. I think the sound design is crazy, crazy good. Um, I think The Killer is one... Whilst I was looking forward to it, it wasn't like something I was really excited for because I'm not... I like Fincher, like I like him. He's, he's, he's a great filmmaker, but I'm not like crazy in a lot of his films. But this probably surpassed my expectations in that I posted on my twitter last night my finch rankings the people were very very annoyed at me about it comes in at fourth right now on my uh on my finch list which is um which is pretty high um I don't, I don't hate that though like i think i have it at number five yeah it's like well apparently people were fucking like going crazy at me for having it over like seven yeah like i don't um, hate that and i i think it's really 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 good i mean not so much i love michael fassbender i think he's one of the best actors working today and i think what i like most about the killer is it's it's like as i think i mentioned this in my review it's like as like ruthless as it is just ridiculous and funny it's very self-critical it's very on you know the pursuit of, of perfection um it's very almost like an, a biographical piece a biographer i can't speak you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> piece of Fincher's life as a filmmaker and i think it's striving for that and i think it's like people have compared it to i saw doug made a video on like the hitman games compared it to that which is kind of a cool Little, you know, there's definitely homage to like Le Samurai, which I haven't seen, and a, a little bit many great assassin films. I think it works so well. Um, when 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 it's good, it's great. When it's funny, it's really funny. It has it has these subtleties, these nuances, and, and when it comes to the big action sequences, we'll have we'll speak about in a bit. There is one like one to one fight sequence. So I, I would say that George says best of the year. I, I would say second behind what a certain one in John Wick, which obviously I'll mention. Um, but that was just so exciting and enthralling. And I think it works on such a level that it retains the like the tense nature for me of, of uh, Seven, Gone Girl, uh, Zodiac, whatever. And then kind of retains that, but also adds a certain absurdist quality that I don't think Fincher's. Fincher has, obviously, a lot of Fincher's films are satirical, you know, namely Fight Club, etc. But I think it kind of works on a level where it's kind of self-critical and self-absorbed in a, in a really passionate sense. Um, I love the opening. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of like over the top like narration. I love that. I think it really works in this film. And I think like visually, it was so perfect. Some of the shots in the opening sequence. And I actually think so. I gave it to four, but I think this will go up over time. I can imagine this being like a four point five and another watch. I probably will watch it again because I think it's really, really great. And, and so far, it's one of my favorite finishes probably ever. Like in, in the top four, as I say, fourth right now. Um, and I, I just think I love the amount of. I know I spoke about this, but the amount of like product placement, which is obviously you know there to to show how many things can kill you and stuff like that, I think that's really really clever. And I think it's just a Netflix thing. I think it's just funny, um, and I I think that it's kind of subtle and quiet, but also loud and ambitious, and and not what I was expecting at all. I remember when I saw the early reviews of it, when people saw it at like um, New York Film Festival, London here, people were, were talking about it like it was like a you know, a pretty run-of-the-mill Hitman film. I actually personally disagree. I think it's so nuanced in the way that it's set out. I think its narrative is run-of-the-mill and straightforward, but I think it's actually a quite critical character story of Fassbender as a character and, and David Fincher as a director. Um, 
yeah, really, really good for me. Four out of five could potentially go up to four point five on rewatch. I imagine it will. Um, best sound design of the year, one of the best scores of the year, probably only beaten by maybe Oppenheimer for me. I think it was really, really great. So yeah, really, really liked it. Great film. Tyler, thoughts on the film? First off, I saw the tweet about like the DP saying like Michael Fassbender never like blinked on screen this whole movie before I watched it. So then I watched it and I was focused yeah, on it the whole bullshit. time. He blinks so much. He so blinks much. hundreds of times. Hundreds. Of I times. tweeted that last night, Tyler. He blinks there, all there's the scenes, time. There's scenes where he like, you can tell he's like purposely holding his eyes open longer. But watching the movie after seeing that tweet, I was like, I just kept noticing, I'm like, dude's blinking all the time. What is a cinematographer <laughs> talking about? He's the whole time, man. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the, the way they, then, like, with that, they, like, end the movie with him, like, you know, blinking. Like, that's not a spoiler or anything. But then, like, I feel like they're, they're trying to make it be like, he never blinked the whole time. Like, he blinks so much in this movie. I don't know what these guys are <laughs> smoking and talking about. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I, I was gonna, so yesterday since I was at the aquarium, I was gonna go see it in theaters with Riley so happy i didn't because she would like this is just was not like an exciting engaging like tense thriller i i, I for most people i think that they're gonna like i think she would find it boring and i wouldn't blame that because i didn't like love it as much as anyone as most people um definitely another like he he's literally me movie like i said in my letterbox would be like so many people are gonna be saying stick to the plan all the time now like it's gonna be like a thing um yeah, Trent Reznor's score and the whole sound design was so good. And this is easily the best part of the movie for me. I listened to it like just cranked up with like these studio quality headphones on. Like it, it, that was the best part of the movie for me. I absolutely loved it. Um, Michael Fassbender was really good. It's like a interesting like sociopathic psychotic performance while also being like incredibly reserved because obviously he is like you know controlling his heart rate, being super um, calm and collected because when you're trying to be a perfect hitman like he is he's got to stick to the plan you know have redundancies like don't don't be worried and stressed about things um but yeah david fincher's just never really been like my kind of guy and he, he still kind of isn't like the social network's like my favorite movie ever but other than that i think i'm lower on like every fincher film than most people this is kind of the same for me I, I was not for a single second was i really ever like engaged or like felt like the thrills of this movie like i was never super locked in i, I it was an interesting pur pursuit of perfection i feel like that's Fincher's bag, like Mark Zuckerberg and the Social Network, um, Robert Graysmith is played by Jake Gyllenhaal and Zodiac. I think Fincher's really drawn to people trying to achieve perfection and whatever they're setting out to do. And The Killer's just another one in that universe of Fincher's analysis, people trying to be perfect. Um, one one thing I liked about the writing was that, like, in the beginning of the movie, he talks about like being a hitman is one of the boring, most boring thing ever because a lot of us are just sitting around doing nothing. So I love how he was like making nods to like watching shows like storage wars and like doing stuff like the daily wordle so like these are just like exactly what you would do when you're just real so life bored. things yeah yeah, yeah. when you're so yeah, going out and getting like mcdonald's and shit it's right crazy, exactly like, yeah. i'm just gonna go grab a burger from mcdonald's um so i thought that was really clever um but like so i said the narrative itself was really generic for a hitman film so it's like you kind of have to buy into the rest of it and, and like the the character study and the, the voiceovers in order to like really latch onto it which i think 99 percent people are but for me, I was just pretty bored by this, to be honest. Like, I gave it a three out of five. I, I just didn't really like, get, I don't know. I, I just didn't love it that much. But maybe if I rewatch it, I would. But I don't know. I was a little disappointed because I think I watched it, obviously, after a lot of people did. So I was expecting, like, high things, even though I knew in the back of my mind. I'm like, I normally don't like Fincher movies as much as most people. But, um, yeah, this is, I haven't seen all of Fincher's movies, but this is, like, near the bottom for me. With, uh, to be fair, with, you're we'll not on your own. I had a lot of comments saying like pretty much the same thing. Like a lot of people, it's 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 one of those. It's either going to really work or it's just not. Yeah, I mean really. a lot. I mean the reviews on average are like super high. Like I, I think if it was like a three point six, 
3.7, I mean, but... Okay, yeah, okay, low for, I guess, like, lower for a Fincher film. That's kind of like... Or a big Fincher yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I was just surprised at how much I was bored by this, honestly. But Michael Fassbender is great. He's a, he's a shit person, but he was good in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, we should actually mention that, because we mentioned that with Jonathan Majors and shit. Michael Fassbender is like, Yeah, Michael Fassbender, bad guy. Like, <laughs> pro- there's a reason he probably was able to play this role so well. <laughs> oh, God. You're not wrong. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I think actually, I don't know what Cam rated it, but, but between us three, I'm on. He didn't finish it, did he? Oh, yeah. right. He didn't I, finish uh, it. I haven't finished, so. Right. I I'm forgot. For <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the highest uh, between the three of us. I really fucking liked it. Um, I did go in expecting like a little bit more of a fast paced Hitman type of uh, movie. I hadn't read the, the graphic novel prior, so I didn't really know what to expect. But Do you want to read it? I have it, yeah. I, I plan on reading it. Um, I didn't want to read it before the movie, and I've just kind of like delayed myself yeah, ever yeah. since. Um, but yeah, once I kind of bought into this very like drawn out, meditative kind of like half revenge. It was uh, meditative, yeah. It yeah, really it was like super like it, it was just a very subtle movie, and for some reason, I really like that because I think that's yeah, just the yeah. side of being a hitman that movies don't necessarily show just how meticulous you have to be in your craft to like be an effective hitman and like stay alive in that line of occupation and i think that's one thing david fincher in this movie does really really well is just it it just just felt like they took a lot of care um in this movie and it felt like michael fassbender took a lot of care in this role and in all of his mannerisms and i just really appreciated that i think from a technical standpoint this movie is just meticulous um it does feel very, you know, Fincher-esque. I feel like if I had seen this movie without knowing who the filmmaker was, I would have said David Fincher. It's just very dark. It's very gritty. Um, it's a little more reserved and a little more introspective than, you know, let's say his other Seven or Fight Club or Gone Girl. Um, and, and I just think it's, it makes for a little bit more of a personal experience here um, because, you know, just like just like Joaquin and Joker, you know, he's in every single scene. Michael Fassbender is in every single scene. So it just feels like a very intimate movie. And you're just kind of watching um, this hitman move from point A to point B to point C. Um, sorry if you could hear my dog in the background. He's going crazy right now upstairs. It sounds um, like, like 10 dogs, bro. I thought it was like a group of them. Before. Oh, you could actually hear him? Damn. I yeah, know. yeah. I thought it was like 10 dogs. Annoying fucking dog. Um but yeah, uh, I, I don't even know where I was. The dog. Okay. When you were saying about the the cast, uh, the the like being so focused on him, I was surprised. Probably that the maximum amount of screen time any other cast member has is like five minutes. Literally. Yeah, um, literally. I think it's like Tilda Swinton who has like another like seven minutes of screen I, time. I thought she'd be. I love Tilda. She's so- oh, dude. I swear, I did not know she was in the movie, and when she popped up, I was like, wow. Did you not see her yeah. in the in the in the trailer? Didn't like, watch the trailer. Oh right, okay, because she was. I, but yeah. yeah, she was only in it for like. I watched like the, the teaser, and I don't think she was in the teaser. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, she pops up, and I was like, "Where the fuck did you come from?" And then she was on screen literally for like eight minutes, and she just like completely took over, which was just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, she's 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 just a queen. Um, yeah, but I I, I, I really my favorite actress like working today. I think she's like mine. She's, she's like, like up there for me, above Olivia she's Coleman. So Nah, Olivia no Coleman, Olivia Coleman's different because Olivia Coleman's a fantastic actress, but I, I prefer the the from so far I prefer the projects. Tilda Swinton picks really interesting projects, and I haven't seen The Favorite, for example. But I, Tilda Swinton, like if you look for her filmography, she's done like everything recently, mm-hmm. and I, I think she her like you look at the difference in her performance in like 
this, for example, or like Snowpiercer. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she can portray so many different characteristics. And I think it's a really interesting, um, I think she's a really interesting actress who can do like everything. I think mm-hmm. she's so, so, she's a true chameleon in my eyes. She's, she's so, just one of those actresses that, you know, she, she, you, you put her on screen in any situation. She's going to like take command. Like she, she's just that person. Like she's sitting across Michael Fassbender, who's, you know, in my eyes, one of the greatest of our generation, one of the greatest of the last yeah, couple of, you know, decade or so. And she makes, you know, Michael Fassbender just look like a right bitch because she is just so commanding in her scene. She is just such a force. And she, again, like eight minutes of screen time and, and give give her a supporting actress nominees. <laughs> yeah, she was, uh, she was really, really good. Um, I, do, I do like how, like, the, the way they portrayed it, like, like, and I haven't seen a ton of, like, pure Hitman movies, but so many movies are so generic. Like, the one that comes to mind, which every movie falls into, so I'm not just picking out Grand Budapest Hotel, but, like, Willem Dafoe and Grand Budapest Hotel, like, all Hitmen are like that, where it's, like, just a big menacing guy who's just, like, scary and gonna kill you, like, in reality, it's going to have to be someone like this who's meticulous, hidden, has all these backup plans redundancies because, like, you can't, it's just not really a job you can do and get away with if you're like actually just going to be a tough guy walking from like city to city. Like, oh, you need someone killed, I'll go kill him. Like, you got to be an actual like psycho madman like this guy is. So I appreciated a different look on the whole hip. Yeah. Thing. I love the change of locations as well. I love the constant like change, you guys are doing things, mm-hmm. uh, going for different people. I thought I just thought it was yeah. I agree. Some of the Hitman films, like, I mean, did you guys watch the Hitman film based on the games? I'm assuming you didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'd one. imagine it's awful. Shit, <laughs> terrible. Like awful as all game yeah. adaptations are, obviously. Um, but this is like a fresh, refreshing approach because it puts you in the real world. Like he's like like you said, Wordle. McDonald's again and Amazon Prime delivery. <laughs> it really puts you. It, the whole thing was like a fucking the product placement was crazy. Like, like, but like it, not only did it make fucking them a lot of money because it's, the amount is ridiculous, but it does work within this film because like showing real usage, a real human being in this environment, and you feel like it's actually real. Mm-hmm. So this is like a product placement where it's like, okay, yeah, that's that's actually really cool. Rather than you me like a. I know people said that I didn't watch it. The Haunted Mansion this year had like crazy amount of product placement this year, oh, but I imagine that was sucked. I imagine that was to, that was to the point where it was annoying. Do you know what I mean? It didn't work within the film, whereas yeah. this kind of does work for this. Yeah, there's a yeah, level yeah, of yeah. campiness in the killer that worked really well. I thought yeah, that was yeah, like yeah, one definitely. of the best thing of it. How they worked in the dude comedy in the camp. The comedy like hit. Like he he drops the line, "What would John Wilkes Booth do?" And my and I was like, "No way did they just drop that line in this fucking movie." It's funny, like it's surprisingly it's funny. hysterical. Like, also, if you like the Smiths as well, like you're gonna fucking love. This yeah, that was so yeah. funny. I one of my favorite. I think the top Letterbox review right now. Hold on, it's I Rachel Tennant. Like, I, I that's that sound. Oh no, yeah, no. The third highest Letterbox review is least sociopathic. The Smiths fan. <laughs> Wait, all my third highest. That, uh, that, that yeah, that dropped. Oh, you're you're one, two, three, four, five. Fuck! I was there. I'm fucking ten, bro. I was one at one point because I saw it early, and then everyone. You said it's too early. I'm playing Heron for me right now. I know. I saw I saw that movie too early, and and my review got lost in the sauce. Um, but yeah, you guys touched on it, but I also want to just make a note: the sound design was fucking brutal. Um, but it was also just so anxiety driven. There was this constant like little thud. Um. Like like a little heartbeat in the back of the sound design, which just and then like on top of the sound design, all of a sudden like the movie will become like very distressed and very a little haunted, and the sound design will kind of like 
drop and all you'll hear is that little heartbeat in the background and then you have like michael fassbender's just like hauntingly calm narration and i say haunting because in a line of work that he's like He's so calm about what he's doing. Like he's Put about his earphones a, in, take it about. Yeah, he's got he's got his earphones in. He's playing the Smiths. He's narrating. He's he's saying, you know, what what Tyler said. All the film bros will say. What what was it? Um, uh, uh, don't improvise. Anticipate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. And it's just it's so calm when you think about what line of work he's in because he's too calm about slaughtering someone, and it just makes for such like a nerve wracking experience. Um, which I fucking loved. I the, like the more I think on yeah, this movie, the more I really like that. I wish I had seen it once more um, prior to reviewing this because I feel like just in case my thoughts would have changed. But after one viewing, I I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, we have to talk about that one um, fight scene because it's obviously just like the best thing ever. It was really really exciting. Like it, it kind of caught me off guard. It was so well shot, so intricate. It was like. It was really, really well choreographed, and it was like I think it was how long was it? Maybe five minutes, something like that. It was yeah, it ran for a long, and it, it was, was also good, just like, it was so unexpected because you like the whole movie was just everything he does. He was very calm. He was very strategic. So you kind of expected him to walk into this house, whatever, catch this dude lacking in the shower, headshot, like, or all the, yeah, yeah, quick yeah, yeah. headshot, gone out of the house, yeah. cleans up his mess. That's it. Um, and then obviously he's like he's walking into a door and then the guy comes from behind him and tackles him. And then that leads to this fucking, yeah. Like you said, Seth, it had to have been like five, six minutes. It ran for a long, long time. It was crazy. Yeah. It ran for a long time. The dogs like chasing him out. And I was like, so tense. Dude. I was just like, I was like, I was like, please, please don't shoot the fucking dog. I was like, do not shoot the dog. Because, you know, the dog starts crying when he sees the body. I was like, yeah, I was like, damn, if you're going to shoot the dog, I'll be fucking furious. It's like a half a star right now. (laughs) But but no, that the, the, the fight scene was just it was very well choreographed. They did a really good job at like playing into the house. And, and kind of using like everything at their disposal like they're not you yeah. like they're, they're, there's one gun in the entire scene and they're kind of like fumbling it back and forth yeah. um but other than that they're throwing chairs at each other they're throwing each other into tables he pulls out a cheese grater at one point and i oh, wish shit. oh my god Even i wish yeah i was so excited i was like oh my god please just scrape this dude's arm off for me real quick like that would be fucking fantastic um, but they didn't end up using that, which I was very, very sad about, very sad, um, yeah. which makes me sound like a fucking psychotic idiot. Um, but yeah, that whole, that whole fight scene was just, it was just, I don't know. It was the fact that it was just drawn out so long, like, yeah. and, and it was really like one of those things where it's like, like, yeah, Michael Fassbender's character, the, the, the killer is the main character, but like the scene itself does such a good job at like, not really giving him this like godlike you know yeah, yeah. like it, it's like john wick where like john wick prior to three and four john wick in movies one and two he feels like he can be yeah, defeated yeah. and there are people that overpower him but john wick just uses his like his wit and his knowledge to like to to, to win um and that's what it felt like in the killer where like it didn't feel like michael fassbender's character just had all of this plot armor like he was getting his ass fucking kicked he and was one... beaten by this big guy was dude he was getting dumped guy. yeah he yeah. was getting dumped on for a while um and it got to a point where i was like like is 
is this going to be the end of the movie where like they just like he fails like this he like he's been so meticulous throughout the entire movie he's been so yeah, like like is that how they're going to end this movie with him just not being like yeah. aware of his surroundings and losing because of a lapse of judgment or something um but yeah a really really good fight scene really second really best fight scene of the year second best the fuck oh well, you'll you... find out won't you yeah i will it has got to be something in john wick i'm assuming yeah yeah yeah, it has to be something in John Wick. Um, anything like, sp I mean, I know we're kind of like in spoilers, but anything specific spoilery that you guys want to talk about? I know I, I think we should touch on the ending because I think that's been like a point of division for a lot of people just because even I, I give this movie a four and a half, um, but even I can kind of see that like the ending, it's very abrupt. It kind of just like, I don't want to say comes out of nowhere, but it just feels like, I don't know. It felt like this movie had another 20 to 30 minutes uh, of screen time worthy of it. And it just kind of ends. So I thought we were going to get another mid pod monster delivery right there, but I think the ending might be a little poetic to what the movie's about. Like and what hitman are about. It's like when a hitman's after you, your life kind of just ends abruptly and his life as a hitman kind of ends abruptly. And he kind of blinks and he kind of realizes he's like, okay, you can finally have a little bit of reprieve here. So like, I think if you read into it that way, it can kind of make some logical sense. Whereas if you, if you're watching it as like a standard, thriller that you want to get you know like a excitement and enjoyment and a standard movie out of the ending might be abrupt like you said i, I didn't realize it was like dividing people but i guess i could see it like the ending is a little abrupt but i think it's kind of like the ending of everyone in this movie's life is very abrupt um, yeah. i mean we're in spoilers now like tilda swinton's i mean it's abrupt in terms of how it happens for the viewer but i think she obviously knew she's like either he's dying or i'm dying right now like i don't think she expected to survive that if she wasn't going to kill him there because yeah. obviously we see she had like the knife in her hand when he shoots her um Quick side note, like Cam texted, he's like, because he didn't finish, he's like, 40 minutes in, there's been no kills. Like, 10 minutes in, there's a kill. Like, yeah. Or at least I I guess we don't do it. I don't think we get Well, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know yeah. if she died or not. She was shot in the leg. That, but, yeah. I mean, she was sniped, and she like, I, I don't know. I feel like she yeah, probably. I, I was incorrect, but still. But she was also like a prostitute or something, right? So I don't think they were rushing to get her medical attention. I'm sure they were rushing <laughs> to save the guy. They probably just let her there to die. I'm just saying she, uh, I, all right, still one kill in 45 minutes. And <laughs> as soon as I sent that text to, he killed that like uh, cab driver right after. I was like, oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. But I, I did, I did forget about that. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was honestly a little annoyed when he shot the, shot that woman too because like and i guess like that's kind of the point of the movie is like you're always chasing perfection but you're never going to be perfect but he just had so many opportunities to kill that guy and then like right even before he pulled the trigger i'm like this is not the time to pull it what are you doing here like i get it was like, like i was also thinking like we just we don't even get this guy at his peak for the <laughs> like at this i kind of figured he'd start off being this crazy killer and then something would happen which is kind of opposite but we didn't even see him at his peak nice yeah you, you wanted to see some clean kills <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. For a little like bit. I mean, he all he does is monologue himself and trying to become perfect, and he's he's messing yeah. up the first kill we see in the movie. Like, come yeah, on, man! Probably. You had like twenty, you had like two minutes before to just kill that guy. But I, yeah. he was a horny dude. He he's alone most of the time. He was just like watching. He's like, you know what? Let's see where this goes for a little bit. Let's see dude, his, any little peaks before I his his kill, kill with the nail gun. I thought was hysterical because he jams yeah. three into this dude's chest, and he's like. You got about 20 minutes, and then like three minutes later, this dude is dead, and he's like, oh, that shit. Was that was so good. He's like, fuck. And the dude just falls over like yeah. on the chair, and then he's like quickly like throws like a newspaper under him. He's like catching all the blood. He's like, don't want to make it spill. Oh, and my God. And then what I didn't, I truly, 
this is where I thought the movie was going to take like a slight turn. The, the guy he kills with the nail gun had like the assistant that he takes hostage mm. to go get that information. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, the I yeah. truly thought he was going to let her go. And that was going to be like, I yeah, thought that was, empathy. yeah, I thought that was going to be like the downfall of his character where he does show empathy and he does let her go. And that would eventually come back to bite him in the ass. But he just snaps her neck right on the spot and just Wrong. drops her out of nowhere out of nowhere because i was truly in the mindset that like okay this is going to be like the turning point of his character he's going to let her go and it's going to lead to some bad shit for him but nope snapped her neck that's crazy done yeah um yeah anything else spoilery you guys want to talk about no i think it's so mm. yeah, no. all right well that'll wrap up kind of our uh our review of the killer, um, Seth, four, myself, four and a half, Tyler, three, Cam, undecided because he has yet to finish the movie. Um, for me, this sits at number five of my David Fincher ranking right now. I'd be curious to see on uh, on rewatch if this goes up or down. Um, but I will say, for some reason. Um, I haven't rewatched like Seven or Fight Club or Zodiac. I haven't rewatched Zodiac. Zodiac's three right now, but I haven't rewatched it in like three years. Yeah, so I, I, I just Zodiac the most. I think in his, I guess I haven't in a while, but I, I used to watch it a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, The Social Network is one I revisit pretty often, obviously. But like, I don't know for some reason, I don't find myself revisiting a lot of Fincher I films the way I do a lot of other filmmakers. Um, so I'd be curious to go through his filmography it once more. Like- my Tarantino, like in a way, where I like all the films, or like most of them, but I never find myself rewatching them at any point. I don't like; I just don't go back to them. Yeah, anymore. yeah. I mean, I can I can honestly say the same about Tarantino too. Outside of like yeah. Django Unchained and The Hateful Eight, believe it or not, those two I find myself rewatching pretty often. Um, but yeah, let's let's yeah. What? Who? I was gonna say for me, this is like like I said, I've only logged one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Finchers. Um, it's second to last for me. The only one below it is the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. But even though I'm lower than most, I feel like most like diehard Fincher fans wouldn't like hate my ranking of The Social Network, Fight Club, Gone Girl, Seven, Zodiac, then The Killer, then Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So even though I'm like lower than most on Fincher, I feel like my order of them, like I feel like a lot of Fincher stands wouldn't hate. So yeah, that makes sense. I think mine will probably go up actually on rewatch. I think it can match. I think it'll go to a th- like to third. I think social network for me is just like just miles above everything. It is kind of weird how like George, do you have the social network at first? Yeah, of course. Wait, Cap, do you have the social network at first? Yeah, we we've done this. But I'm, I'm I'm also like like I have the social network at first, but I'm like unlike Tyler. Like for me, it's it's his number one. But like I don't have seven that far behind on like my all time great yeah. rankings. I only have like I love seven. I only have a five, and then I think it's fours or Gone Girls a four point five, then the rest like fours, threes. But like, I think the uh, social network, it's not as highest rated like on Letterboxd stuff. So it's kind no. of surprising that we all have it number one. Is it really not? What's its, its highest it, rating? It's fourth, like Fight Club seven or five point three, Gone Girls four point one. The film bros prevail. Yeah. Sophie's like the network. biggest Fincher fan in the world, though, and that's her favorite. Her favorite is the Social Network. Yeah, also. So like the King Fincher. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's move on. That'll wrap up our our killer. Our our really all of our reviews. The Marvels, um, Loki, the Killer. 
Um, Cam, you and I, if you want to touch on Invincible real quick, we've only gotten two episodes, so there's yeah, really we not don't have to go crazy. Huh? Yeah, we don't have to go crazy. It's it's only two episodes, so um, before I would you say it's like so so clearly back. Great two episodes. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it the the only annoying thing about Invincible is how long we had to wait for season two. The first two episodes I've really liked. It's upholding like that brutality. Um, I, I like the character of Invincible. I think he's got a lot of Peter Parker inspiration where he's struggling to kind of balance that, you know, just teenage high school kid life with the life of this all-powerful superhero. Um, but I yeah. Like I like that his girlfriend knows, so he, like he doesn't have to do this stupid trope of like hiding it from everyone. Yeah. All of his friends know and all yeah. of his dad. His mom knows, everyone yeah. knows. It's fun. It, it just yeah. makes for a very fun experience. But yeah, not, not a lot to touch on. It's only two episodes, Fucking I'm sure. Bang. Yeah, yeah. the doobie banging. Um, yeah, it's like, I think so. Yeah, I think we get two more episodes, so that'll take us to like the end of November and then the next four drop in 2024 oh what i did yeah. not know that so it's like a, it's like a we get the first four and then the next four maybe like the last two i forget how many episodes exactly it is drop in 2024 so there's going to be another break george well that's annoying i didn't fucking know yeah, that right. um yeah. all right damn sucks but yeah we'll keep our that'll pretty much wrap up our invincible review there's really not much to talk about it's just two episodes the first episode was very uh introductory the second episode does kind of lean into the more big bad of, of, the, of the series um but we'll come back in i guess months time and give you you know overall spoilery thoughts when the season is over maybe we'll do it after these four episodes um but let's jump into a couple of news or not even news just a couple of trailers first we have the inside out two trailer um literally me, literally me. What? literally me that yeah. is so me I, yeah we got introduced to anxiety which is the new literally me character out no there. Me. Yeah. <laughs> just the it. funniest design of any character i've ever seen in an animated movie <laughs> there, was a, there was a tweet of like all the new new emotions that were experienced and the funniest like reply i've ever seen was my my four new emotions would have been like angry or er, like, <laughs> something horny horny angry at Matt. <laughs> and I was like, that's so fucking funny. Like, high school, high school. Uh, they got, they should have added horny. <laughs> like, that would have been fucking I weird. mean, yeah, that, God, but yeah, the, the trailer, <laughs> that would be funny as fuck, but I don't think they're going to go there. But uh, the trailer itself, um, I'm pretty sure just broke the single day record for like trailer viewed, yeah. maybe animated or Pixar or maybe of what? all time. Really? It, it had like 157 million views in like wow. 24 hours or something. Yep. So I don't know if that's Pixar alone or if that's just any trailer ever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's crazy. I know I'm a little higher on inside out than you guys. It's my number two ranked Pixar film. It used to be number one. And then I rewatched Coco and I was like, damn, Coco fucking bangs too. Yeah. I'm not um, it's like my 18th or something. I can't lie. It's just good. But yeah, I need to animated trailer of all time. 157 million. Years. Yeah, that's oh, this... it's animated as well. It's crazy. I mean, that's still crazy considering we had Spider-Verse okay. trailer. Okay. Um, sorry. Disney's most watched animated, but that includes okay. I got to assume, but most watched trailer of all time. The trailer's been out for like two days. So that's kind of crazy. Where I don't know. If it? I would see the trailer. Yeah. I mean, I'd imagine the most watched trailer of all time is probably the first or second Endgame trailer. I think it's up there. Yeah, or the Force Awakens. Yeah, or the Force Awakens trailer. Uh, live action trailer is also very hot. 
Hold on. Dibs I'm, I'm, on that TikTok. I, I'm Googling this right now. I want to know this. This is a fact I want to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm Googling well, this Avengers right Endgame has 157 million now. Okay, so here. Most watched trailers within 24 hours of release. Okay, does anyone want to take a guess at number one? Uh, Endgame. Force Awakens. The, the, no the Endgame teaser trailer is number two. Oh, and the Endgame final trailer oh. is number three. No Way Home? Yeah, the No Way Home teaser uh, yeah. trailer. Most well crazy. above 356 million in 24 that's hours. Jesus Christ. That goes crazy. That, that's the one that ends with like the Green Goblin laugh or something. Yeah. Like it also has like a, it has. <laughs> oh, look at that. You, YouTube actually has, wow, this is interesting. YouTube actually has a playlist of their most watched trailers on YouTube. So this is strictly YouTube numbers. Anyone want to take a guess at number one? Uh, no, I hope. I'm telling it's, you, it's it's nothing back. we've mentioned so far. But, is it a franchise film? Yes. yes. Is, is it, it within the last five years? It is. Yes, last five. Uh, yeah, no. Is it Batman? Is it Batman? No. It, wow. it, it it is the uh, Infinity War official trailer. Oh, oh, Number two, surprisingly, at 164 million views, is the Incredibles two trailer. Really? That, that movie's awesome. I like yeah. Number three is the Endgame official trailer. Number four is Hobbs and Shaw. No. <laughs> and and number five, right above Force Awakens at number six, number five is the Despicable Me 2 trailer. Oh my god. Jesus <laughs> That is so funny. Um, but all right, yeah. So that I mean 157 million in 24 hours for Inside Out 2 is a disgustingly high number. Um, another trailer we got this week that I think I'm probably the only one that's incredibly excited about is the last Airbender trailer. Um, I, did you guys even watch the trailer? Hell yeah, that was, it looks great. I think it looks fantastic. It looks I was, I'm still, I'm listen, I'm still nervous because it is still Netflix. I know Netflix, you know, you know is you it know, a show? It's a show. It's a show. It's a show, and it's also like the start of a cinematic universe. Like they have other shows planned, they have other movies planned. I had posted a TikTok about this like a year ago. This has been. Like they've been, this has been in the works forever. So having a trailer is just crazy because I feel like this is something like, I don't know, it's something that we've just been waiting for forever. Like the news dropped and it obviously went viral very quickly a while ago that they were planning a cinematic universe and a Netflix live action show. Um, so everyone's been like eagerly and uh, anticipating just anything. I saw the animal thing on Twitter. Yeah, Appa, Appa, Appa looks dope. Appa, Appa. looks dope. Um, Appa and Momo, they both look dope. I think all the characters look great. I think they all are cast very well in terms of how they look. Obviously, that sentiment can change if they suck at acting, um, which we will see when the show drops. But yeah, I think the design of the show looks awesome. Um, I know there was a little bit of, um, I don't know, controversy behind the scenes where the original writers or creators of the animated show left due to a few creative differences here and there so that obviously puts me on edge and just makes me a little weary of the final product um but yeah overall i thought the trailer was 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 fucking just awesome they they brought back the original theme and in my tiktok reaction video i got so many comments like never seen bro smile before bro showing more emotion than i've ever seen him show in my life and i was like yeah well that's what the show does to me man the show is fucking awesome um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, that pretty much, yeah, that, that, that was, that was really the only movie news that, that we want to talk about, um, between the two trailers, uh, the strike, 
Um, and then just a couple of projects like Beyond the Spider-Verse that are returning to, to production um, because of the strike. The Darren Aronofsky, over. Elon Musk movie. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I completely forgot that. that I saw that news. It went in one ear and out the other because I genuinely, I thought I was disbust at first. I thought I that did. was. I thought I was disposed. I to thought that was a dis. Yeah, Tyler, did perfect. you make that? Okay. I was gonna say. I was like, did you make that or did you find that? Because that no, that I is just. That. I hate that. I I mean, it's cool, but I hate I hate every part. But yeah, I I don't know. Um, Darren Aronofsky is a very hit or miss filmmaker for a lot of people. Um, he's coming off the whale, which obviously was a very polarizing film that I don't think anyone on this podcast liked am i right oh, tyler, yeah. tyler liked it I think seth, seth you give it like I a one it or... no i give it a one i give it a two okay i i think it's better than average but i didn't maybe a three and a half maybe i gave it a four and a half who knows like we said before you have to be a special type of like somebody to get a biopic made about you while you're still alive like mark zuckerberg yeah. elon musk like, yeah you have to do you have to have done something crazy remarkable and be polarizing so like shout out them for at least achieving somewhat I of a stature in life though. I hate Elon Musk. I, I, yeah. I, I just yeah. Elon. I mean, pretty much everyone does. Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really hate him. Fuck you know. for community for ruining Twitter, Elon Musk. The the most annoying dude on Twitter. Cam, do you remember when you watched Mother because yeah. you thought you were watching Bong Joon Ho's movie and you watched Darren Aronofsky's movie? No, I knew what I was watching. Oh, I thought you, you were. Still. I what? You did my Emma picked that movie. No, I knew what I was. Watching. Oh, I, I thought that movie. Wait, you watched? I, sorry, I you watched Bong Joon Ho's or you watched Aronofsky's Mother? Yeah, I, I thought I thought you wanted to watch Bong Joon Ho's movie, but you were watching. I didn't even. Oh yeah, because you didn't like Mother, did you? Oh, interesting. Yeah, Emma wanted to watch that. It was a long while ago, but yeah, she was like, I think she saw it on Twitter or something. Interesting. Oh, interesting film. Yeah. I actually really like that film. To be honest, I, I haven't seen that film in a while. Us liked it. I, Aronofsky's got another. He's got another interesting fucking filmography. It's fucking weird, man. Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, and then he dropped. Do you like Black Swan less after watching Perfect Blue? No, not at all. I do. I mean, I think Perfect Blue is the better movie, but I it doesn't so like derivative. But I think Black Swan's still really good. But it's yeah, I don't think it like yeah, it doesn't hinder my experience with Black Swan. I think Black Swan is still a very interesting look at like mental health and anxiety. I but, think it's still one of his best films. I, don't know I think actually. it. I think it is. Uh, I, I think Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, I, I was about to say maybe Requiem for a Dream. They're my. I mean, they're my top two, and I think they're leaps and bounds ahead of his the rest yeah, of his I filmography. Um, yeah, it's crazy that he does like these pieces that are just like so clearly a dissection of like mental health and anxiety, and then he drops Noah with Russell Crowe. <laughs> I didn't think that was that bad. I'll be honest. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, if I'm being honest. I have it logged as watched, but I don't have a rating on it. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it's a crazy filmography. And then yeah, he drops yeah. a sports movie. And yeah, yeah, it's just a very interesting filmography. Um, yeah. But all right, we'll go into a, I mean, we won't harp on our quick discussion too long because I think we spent a little more time on the Marvels and the Killer than we had anticipated. But Sorry. in the spirit of, no, don't be, a, don't apologize at all. That's a good thing. Um, but in the spirit of uh, the killer and action and just action sequences, no ranking, no, you know, whatever, just an open discussion on our favorite fight sequences in film. Um, we should specify. So I, when I heard fight, 
I specifically went like hand to hand or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm rather than like a big like battle or like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle. I'm not, I'm not throwing out like Helm's Deep or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. game or like, final battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I was thinking strictly like hand to hand, very like John Wick upgrade, the yeah, killer yeah. type stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I mean, does anyone have anything just at the ready to go? Obviously, I've we got, talked about I've killer got a list. Lot. Um, do you want me to just say my list or just yeah. say a few? Go okay. through your list. Okay, so this is like a list of, like I think it's 10 I made. So uh, the first one, Old Boy Hallway. I'm sure uh, Tyler will have that on there as well. I think, yeah, Figured that, that would be the first thing out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. Uh, George, <laughs> the best scene of the year for me, action scene, is uh, John Wick 4. It's the nightclub sequence. Yeah. Skydkins. Okay. Fucking amazing. Um, then we have, I think, obviously, George, I think he's the only one seen it. The Raid. I, I picked the uh, the lab sequence, you know, the narcotics lab. Okay. Okay. Yep. Then I have uh, Shrek and Donkey versus Farquaad's Knights. <laughs> Bro, that's a fucking banging scene. Like, Shrek Hell yeah. Uh, oh, my Goto, God. Speaking about hand-to-hand, uh, Fiona versus the uh, the Robin Hood guys in the first one as well. Crazy. Uh, then I have 1v1. The end of the Northman, actually. The, the, like, the, the fight at the yes. end of the Northman. Yes, thank you for dropping oh, that. So good. Uh, then I have... George, have you seen Fists of Fury? I have not, no. Have you ever seen it? The one with Bruce Lee. No. That is a fucking amazing like martial arts scene where he takes out like a whole school, and that is crazy. Uh, then I have the World's End, uh, the bathroom scene. You know where they fight the, the like <laughs> robot alien, whatever. And I have two more. I have uh, you've seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, George, haven't you? Yes. The, the End Sword Fight yeah. with Michelle Yeoh. Fucking some of the incredible, best. Incredible, incredible. And then I am going to shout out a, a a Marvel one here because I think it deserves to be mentioned. Do it, that. do it. Winter Soldier, do it. Winter Soldier elevator scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I like I think the elevator scene is really, really well done. I okay it's really short. Mind. It's really short, but I think that's the best choreographed piece of action in the MCU. Maybe some of Shang-Chi's I was gonna say well. the fur the Shang-Chi, the first battle when they're in like that um, Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's that cool, like yeah. fighting ring, but it's like Shang-Chi and it's against his dad's like guys. I but also they're up there, yeah. This may be a hot take. I still think I think the elevator scene in Winter Soldier is the best hand-to-hand combat scene in that movie. But that bridge sequence, the first time, I like that's not far behind for me. Like I don't think there's as big a gap as a lot of people say. No, no, it's also good. I think think the the Winter Soldier and and Shang Chi specifically clearly have the best hand-to-hand combat sequences in the whole MCU. And while we're on superheroes, I am surprised you didn't bring up V for Vendetta. Oh, oh no, I was gonna, gonna sorry, say? I missed the superhero one. Uh the Spider-Man Duck Ock train fight. Yeah, that's fantastic too. But I thought you were gonna bring up the V for Vendetta thing, the, the scene where he says ideas are bulletproof and then he mows down. I haven't seen it in, in like four years. Yeah, so I that I think is up there. Um you said John Wick four, so I'll throw out John Wick three, the 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 hotel the sequence at hotel. the very end, the very neon yeah. scene, very dark. I think that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. I think there's so much you can pull from Daniel Craig's Sky, um, Daniel Craig's uh, yeah, entire uh, Bond franchise. I think that's where the Bond franchise excels the most in hand-to-hand combat. Um, same thing with Mission Impossible. Obviously, there's just a lot going on. Especially, I'm sure Cam was going to mention it: the bathroom scene in Fallout. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like that's just it's just fucking fantastic. Um, and then I'll throw out one from um, was it last year? Yeah, last year the 
I believe it was the opening sequence of RRR, I where, I was gonna put where he's on. just running yeah. through that crowd, beating the fuck out so, of everyone. That's so. It there's like thousands of people, and this guy's just mowing them down. Dude, it's so it's so funny because that movie opens with that sequence, and I was like, oh, okay, we're starting like this guy's a god, and then yeah, we cut we cut to the other dude who's holding a tiger back with just two arms and two chins. And I was like, okay, this, this is the type of movie we're dealing with right now. Yeah, I, I, I actually forgot to put that on mine. I was going to put that. Really uh, hysterical. Um, Tyler or Cam, anything you guys want to read off? Tyler, um, if you have a list, you got it. Yeah, yeah. I know another MCU one I really love is uh, the Cap Iron Man Winter Soldier one. Shout yeah. out that fight scene. Didn't um, you just post that on Twitter? You, you posted it with some thing. I posted the end game portal game. saying like this is what everyone I'm No, 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 no. You posted the the oh, three yeah, way yeah. and you uh, said about something. Time, La La Land, yeah. Work fighting to be my favorite movie. Uh, that's a great scene. Then uh from last year, everything ever all at once. Uh, you can pick a lot of scenes, but I love my favorite's the Kihui Kwan against like all the security guards at the beginning when he like has the uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool scene. Um uh Cliff Booth versus entire Manson cult. <laughs> great fight scene. <laughs> Uh, That's actually a really good one. Saving Private Ryan, the fight to the death, when like him, the the American and the Nazi like both run out of bullets and they just have to like fight with the knife and just like epic scene. Um, Kingsman Church scene. Oh wow! I, 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 I thought you were gonna mention. That. I yeah, yeah, can't yeah. believe I forgot that. Yeah, Every single good. ending scene of Anchorman movies. <laughs> Even though you hate that movie. Yeah, but the ending scenes are fun. <laughs> <laughs> um rocky versus ivan drago i know apollo creed is the one most people go to but that's the, a good the, point actually we should have yeah yeah that's a good yeah one. like as in put it like the uh the, the rocky like i really like the creed one with uh tony belly was that the first I, creed uh, or creed the, i should have thought about that fight was gonna be yeah one. that one's great that's too one yeah i Which just one? wanted to shout out the ivan drago one because that's the one that like puts Sylvester uh, Stallone like that's a great one almost killed Sylvester Stallone because i guess they didn't really fake much of the fighting in that movie and Dolph Lundgren like literally almost killed the guy, and then uh, last one is uh, the end of Blade Runner, Deckard and Batty fighting. Oh yeah, uh, but that's all that I had on my list. Cam, yeah, my big big my big poll was the one shot fight from from Creed One. That's like my favorite. Which fight. was that? Um, I can't, I can't picture it. Is that the oh, one where yeah. he's laying down and then he like takes a big breath and gets back up, or is no, that from Creed that's Two? A, that's Creed Two, the Which final is the... fight. The ones. This is uh, he. Who's this it? Is his, like, second fight or first. Oh yeah, fight. it's not the end fight. It's not. It's the end not the end fight. fight. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, my that, favorite. I think it just like dances around the ring with him. It's awesome. Um, that's my favorite. So um, good. Then, uh, shout out an animated one. Uh, Ahsoka versus Maul, not really hand to hand. Oh yeah. Okay, I didn't know we were going. No, we're yeah, going like lightsaber. No, 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 no. Now we're going TV show routes. Okay, that opens well, up. Oh, show. I thought you would have had some Star Wars ones. Lightsaber, lightsaber um, in Star Wars. Yeah, that's just gas. Uh, I did, again, I didn't really know what we were going for, um, but I just watched uh, the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, without a doubt, the best fight. In yeah. Oh shit. Sure. Is now crazy. we're going down a wormhole because I'm so Harry That's without a doubt the best one in that. And then uh, you mentioned the John Wick or the uh, Mission Impossible fight. That's like the best uh, fight in that one is the uh, bathroom. Uh, I had others, but I never made a list, so I was just like thinking about it throughout the week, and those were the ones that I remember. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna shout out an MCU one. This comes to my head. I remember when I watched this first time. I should be like one of the most enjoyable parts of the film for me. And yes, MCU one. 
I'm like how, really. How, oh, it's the, in your face, not is it the hallway fight scene with uh, no. Spider-Man and Green Goblin? Because that no, thing, kind of, kind of. Yeah, yes, but no. The but, hallway from no. Guardians Three. No. Oh. Is it, yeah, I'm not. It's uh, Hulk versus Thanos when Hulk just gets done. Oh yeah, well, I actually think that's kind of cool. Oh, Hulk, Hulk versus Thor and Ragnarok. We'll toss that out there. That's fantastic. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll bring us back to reality with actually just just action movies upgrade from 2018. I think is just one of the most like stylistic choreographed. Um, Tom Hardy, who's not Tom Hardy. No, that is not with Tom. Yeah, oh, the guy that looks like Tom Hardy. Okay. Then yes, it is with. Walmart, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Brawl in Cell Block 99, Vince Vaughn's oh, best performance, but there are so many not, just yeah. brutal fucking action or just fight sequences. Um, yeah, just like, God, like they don't hold back in showing you some shit. Um, surprise, none of us have mentioned Kill Bill. Um, oh, volume, shit. Yeah, volumes one and two, they both have some some really interesting and just, just fun choreographed action sequences. The end of one is yeah um nobody um the movie with um bob odenkirk um, you're gonna say the bus scene by any chance? yeah the bus scene is exactly where i was going with that um or even like that final battle with his dad i think that's really um uh, but yeah the bus scene is the one that that, that kind of stands out um you know john wick's nephew i guess we'll call it um yeah other than that that's really all i got if we're if we're throwing out oh, fan fantastical shit I'm gonna throw out Pacific Rim, you know, get get some Jaegers versus some, uh, some monsters in there. Yeah, there are so many from Ip Man that you could mention as well. You've seen Ip Man, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are so many from Ip Man. every other scene. <laughs> yeah, they're hard. Do you know, like the martial arts films, because like, yeah, it's all great. Just name the film. That's it. Do you know what I mean? It's all. So yeah. Cool. Um, oh wow, uh, Wanted with James McAvoy and Angelina Jolie. I think that has some really cool um, oh, fight sequences. Um, 99 years. Damn, I'm trying to like go through like much of my action like movies right now. Just trying to see what we've forgotten. There will be some 100. Uh, sometimes, God, the letterbox, the letterbox genres sometimes just piss me off so much. You could say some of the Lord of the Rings ones. I'm thinking like, but. It's just tough, man, because most of them like group. Ones. What pisses me off more about Letterbox ratings isn't the fact that they give every genre or genre to a movie. It's that um, there's so many genres on Letterbox that like don't add in. Like there's so many like things I'm like trying to do a thriller ranking, and I'm like this movie's clearly a thriller, and then it's like just a drama. And, like, Pulp Fiction being one of the main ones, right? Like, so like because like most people, most times like I complain because I'm like oh like so many movies on Letterbox are like twenty genres, but there's also so many that just have one. When I'm like no, this is like clearly yeah. Also. yeah 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 yeah. It's Lots just, of good fight scenes in movies. Lots of bad ones, but we can sometimes we got to talk about the good. Movies. I'll mention because I'm an MMA fan. I love the film Warrior yeah, uh, with Tom sure. Hardy and, and Joel yeah. Edgerton. I think this. I think the, uh, the the final fight sequence, both of them, is actually uh, as an MMA fan, like really well shot and really well done. I think some of the, some of them are really good in that film. I really like Warrior. I need to rewatch actually. Uh, have you guys all seen Warrior? I'm assuming you have. Yeah, way yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I think it's my UFC phase. Did Nick Nolte win Oscar for that? I feel like he did. We should have done. He was so fucking good in that film. Um, I don't believe I'm so. One. Did not. I thought he did for some reason. Uh, that's about it. I can. There's probably. The, oh, 
there are some really cool i really like the end of the first parts of the caribbean with uh jack and barbosa like <laughs> they keep going into the when it's when it's jack first finds out the like he's got the you know the skull thing the way he just shows dead in the light at night and they're like fighting they're going back and forth into the light that's so fucking cool man. even even the the ending of at world's end the third part yeah, of yeah, end, yeah with jack yeah, yeah. versus davy jones that shit bangs yeah even like makes no world, sense but it bangs. yeah yeah even in the first part of the caribbean when uh Jack's like fighting, um, fighting Will in in like the what's it called? What what, what is the island called? of Tortuga? No, what's it called? Where they fight? Like, oh, in the blacksmith shop. Blacksmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're like jumping around with him. That's funny. yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned the Matrix, which is kind of crazy. Oh, the. Do you know what's funny about the Matrix? Do you know the second Matrix film? You know the fight with Agent Smith that goes yeah. like a million Agent Smiths that goes yeah. on for like an hour. That was ridiculous. It goes on for so <laughs> long. There's so many of them. Yeah, there's some really good ones in the Matrix, especially the first one. I would say. Uh, I can't really. There think are about a them. ton. Yeah, especially if we're not including like big battles. Yeah, if you yeah. if you were saying like Lord, like you know, if we include like Helmers Deep and yeah, like, then then the whole crazy. whole whole other discussion. Seven Samurai Ran and stuff like that. You know, they could all get in there. Yeah. As well. Oh, we just uh, reviewed it on the podcast, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, shit, yeah. I'll toss yeah. that out. There's some, yeah, some interesting you know, uh, science fiction battles or fight sequences. There are some good ones in that, no doubt. Um, and Cam, you brought up Star Wars. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the uh, Revenge of the Sith. No, I thought you'd bring up Darth Maul versus uh, Thingy. In, um... You were the chosen one. What was I, the Darth Maul? Was I, that I all the time. It's against Qui-Gon is what you're talking, I assume. I say all the time. Who's I think Qui-Gon? That... Uh, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's the one. I thought you'd say that one. Well, I say all the time. That's over draft, unfortunately, I think. And I think that's because I, 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 I think I've said this probably on the pod. I've definitely said it before. I think I watched a YouTube video that kind of like shows where they like aim like above the head and don't ever hit someone. And it, it, it ruined, it ruined my <laughs> of it. And then uh, the... Um, Stop watching YouTube videos. True. All right. Well, and then the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, I, I've said, I think it's overly well. Oh, but it's all right. Yeah, I can't find any more. There's, there's guaranteed to be a lot more we missed, though, to be fair. But... but yeah, we could wrap up that discussion there. Just a little discussion on action movies. Um, but that'll pretty much wrap up our episode there. Um, I got executive producers good to go if you want me to go. I got them. it. I, I just okay. pulled it. Yeah, I got him out. Um, yeah, first off, I, I forgot. I failed to mention this at the beginning of the podcast. Um, like always, we're all over social media. Um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So, again, we can't thank everyone enough for, for your constant support. We're, you know, 61 episodes in, which is just crazy. We had our year episode a couple months ago. Um, so we're still going strong, obviously a couple hiccups here and there with, um, you know, I, I won't be on next week's episode, unfortunately, and then I'll make my return for Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, we're all over the place a bit, but we're still trying to pump out weekly episodes just because, uh, you guys, you know, you guys keep us going, your, your love, your support what keeps us going. Um, and then shout out our patrons, um, shout out to everyone in the discord. You guys are active as fuck every single day and, and we love to see it. Shout out to our executive producers, Al Bodie, Alexander Kepar, Mac Wells, Stefan Johnson, Seven Mod Jeffy, AJ Quigley, Alex Bisco, Ben Legge, Ben Hansi, Benjamin Vetch, Bram Vitz, Cody Whitney, Connor 
Connachton, sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, I definitely did. Dakota Buckner, Dean Katamanidis, Dylan Chip, Ferdinando Four, Hamish Edwards, Isaiah Villa, James Magos, Jimmy O'Connor, John Anderson, Jordan Gag, Josh Hines, Casper Lundberg, Luke Deerhog, Marcellus, Matthew Bradley, Mitch Glenn, uh, Raheem Bates, Reese David, Remy Walker, Rocco 1.0, Russell Hahn, Robert Leo Gizlazen, apologize again if I pronounced that incorrectly, Sam Soria, Sean Morales, Tad Mbuji, Trey Arzi, Will Kim, Eunice BBX, and Zach Graves come back on Thursday. What's on Thursday, Tyler? Well, actually, on Wednesday, we'll be having our Q&A. Oh, yeah, Wednesday, right, Q&A. Thursday, we'll be having our draft of feel-good movies, and Friday's a review of Sunshine by Danny Boyle. Hell, yeah, one of my favorites. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you all on Wednesday.